Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, oh yeah, welcome back to another episode of Dad Has and Bow Ties. I'm your co-host, Distinguished. It's the Kid XAB. It's your guy, D-Flow. And we are here today to give you episode 91. Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, we got a lot to talk about. We're getting close to that 100, Mark. Yo, Definitely, that 100, bro. we got to celebrate. We got to celebrate. So, yeah. first things Hopefully first. Hopefully the pandemic is over by then so we could do something. I pray to God the pandemic Facts, is over. So, first bro. things first, y'all. All-man moment. Who has an all-man? Because I definitely have an all-man moment. Good Lord. I got to think about mine. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go first. So, we all got jobs. And we all got those coworkers that for some strange reason, niggas just want to call out of work. I don't give a fuck. Give me your shift. I'll take the money off your hands. Y'all know me. I'm a hustler. New York City, born and raised, Jamaican, bop, 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 so the thing set. So anyways, co-worker says, hey, Gray. I'm like, hey, what's up? She goes, you want to work my shift on Father's Day? Hell yeah, I'm going to take your father's money. Give me that deadbeat money. I'll take that nigga shit. Give me that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that correlates, sir. I don't sir. think that works the same way, bro. <laughs> I, don't know, bro. I don't think that. I don't think that works that way, bro. Okay, can I continue? Yeah. Continue. Go story, off, sis. Nigga, sis, go so, off. So, anyways, Not even five minutes in the show yet, son. Right. <laughs> so, anyways, she goes. Can you work my shift? Can you do my three to eleven? Three to eleven to me is the worst shift on the face of the planet. You have no life that day. There's you can't do nothing on three to eleven. You just gotta work. So I go, I'll take it. So I'm gonna be doing a three to eleven and then an eleven to seven. So I'm doing a sixteen hour shift. I ain't gonna get no sleep, but I'm gonna take that money. Anyways, then she hits me up this morning, like, hey, Sunday is raining. You no longer need to work my shift. I'm like, word? Okay, cool. Knock yourself out. Work your shift. Hits me up later on in the day. Hey, Gray. I'm like, hey, what's up? Sunday is no longer going to be raining. Can you work my shift? I'm like, I wanted to nah. say, bitch, what the fuck you take me for? A <laughs> yeah, it would have been over for me with that. I mean, now so I'm good. I'm just I, like, I what are you already. doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to work the shift. Now I'm going to email management because you're not going to say no again. So I'm going to still work the shift, but I'm like, the moral of the story is, don't tell me I'm working a shift based on the weather. Then tell me I'm not working it because the weather's better now and you could work it again. Don't do that to me. Don't do, you already know I'm broke and black. I could die from Corona any day, bitch. I need as much money as I can get. Stop. Give okay. me that. So <laughs> all that's right. my all man moment. <laughs> all right, sir. Fuck, man. Conio. Conio. Um, <laughs> Conio. 
You want some arroz con pollo meanwhile you saying that, bro? Jeez, and relax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right. Um, what you know about Belle? What you know about Belle? So I guess my all man would be uh, people have tried to convince me for the longest time that One Piece is one of the best animes of all time. And for the longest time, I've re- I remember my childhood okay. and I don't remember that shit being that good. It was but- never that good. <laughs> Netflix has dropped the first quote unquote four seasons. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a chance mm-hmm. and I'm going to see if maybe, you know, I missed something along the way. Right. right. So I'm up to episode 50 something right now. Wait, 50 and this something. Shit, Damn. This shit, this shit is ass, boy. I'm, I'm wow. sorry, I, One I, Piece I fans. I could have told you that, son. Like, <laughs> just ask me, bro. I went 10, 15 episodes. And wait, like, wait, Dub. wait. Before you continue, what type of ass is it? Is it like a fat ass? Is it a flat ass? So what I ca- was told that the show doesn't get good until the first 200 episodes. Dub. Nah. Nah. And, and it's an 800 episode series Mm-mm. so far. It's still going, but it's Mm-mm. 800 episodes in. So, uh, or 900 rather, my fault. Whoa. whoa so, nigga. not 936 if I'm not mistaken. So, I'm, I'm like, I'm, good. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give it a chance because mad people like, yo, nah, you bugging. One Piece is mad, dope, da 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 da. So, I'm like, all right, well, I could be wrong. You know what I mean? Lies. Like, I, I, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, these first 50 episodes, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really. It's a struggle. It's a it's a whole struggle. So Damn. that would that would be my uh oh man moment. So you were Y'all disappointed in all the people telling you to support a show that was really ass and it wasn't even a good ass. It was like this ass ain't even got no moist in between the ass crack. It was just bad. Okay, sir. All right, sir. I don't think I'm just trying to moisture between What it. happened? What did I say? I, I I'm still <laughs> I'm still watching it because I'm still trying like to get to the point asses, that every bro. Okay. All Whoa. right. This is where what? we at. This, you this like is... dry ass? Nah, I'm gonna have that fat ass tonight with moisture for dinner. in between it, bro. You I want what? a nice fat ass with some moist in between, like a little sweat. I thought I thought we were talking about you one want piece, y'all. Sweat thought... in between the ass. <laughs> I want sweat in between the ass crack when it drizzles down. Uh, when it drizzles yeah. down. So you like booty yeah. juice? I like I, I like booty juice, booty 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 rocking everywhere. I found you, Miss New Sweaty Ass Crack. How did we get here? I, I would love to know. I would I would love to know how we got here. We were talking about One Piece. That's I don't what know how we got here, about. but that is he an amazing One, one piece. piece of ass. That's what he likes right there. Mm-hmm. Yo, Flo, you got any old mans? <laughs> nah, I don't got no old mans, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just out here being homeless Bob right now, man. You know? <laughs> this nigga do look like homeless Bob, bro. That that, that afro, bro, bro. You look like you belong in the '60s, nigga. Go back Listen, and do bro. a protest. Yeah. Go back and do a protest. Damn, son. It's about to be Juneteenth. God damn. Yeah. Relax. T- tomorrow. Tomorrow, son. Shit, nothing but three hours away. I need you to relax, sir. Um, but, oh, well, I do have a, a slight arm, oh, man. Um, oh, My man. keyboard broke. And, um, How, Sway? Listen, bro. You got some big-ass fingers, bro. You broke that listen, shit. bro. Um... <laughs> You know, it's been on a downcline for quite some time now. <laughs> D-Flo can't even jerk off with his fingers. Them fingers is too big. 
Listen, bro, you never know what is a will is away. Um <laughs> I see what soap type of episode this is like about that. to be. <laughs> this episode is about to go left. The soap don't love you like that, bro. Stop using that dove soap. Oh, you you gonna be you go you gonna learn today. We're finna learn today, sir. Oh shit, I didn't even put that on there, but I we got, definitely gotta talk I about got Dave good Chappelle. Palms, bro. You got good palms? My palms are better. I doubt it. So you, you um, do you wanna try my palms? I highly doubt that too. Um <laughs> <laughs> So anyways, I had to fucking buy a new keyboard. I had to buy a new fucking keyboard and I was stuck trying to figure out which one I should get. Um end mm-hmm. up getting a nice The most expensive one, of course. No, no, I just got the most effective one that I think I would need that could serve my 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 beat making purposes and I know I could get the Did it make you come out of so Did yeah. the keyboard make you come? A few times. So um okay. yeah, that was great. Is okay. is this horrible decisions? Are we on horrible decisions? <laughs> I don't know. Right he's he's pushing the conversation. <laughs> Listen, I haven't sucked I haven't sucked the toe yet. Mandy, I'm waiting for the next toe revival. I'll suck the shit out that toe. He's the only one making bad decisions out here, bro. <laughs> um. Okay. Did y'all see the Dave Chappelle special? I started to watch it, bro, and I didn't get to finish watching it. I, I haven't seen it. it. I was Netflix, trapped. Though. I was trapped in right, 1994. Well, oh, I thought you were going to say trapped get, in the closet. I was going to say, all right, bro. That's all, Kelly. I, get, I guess we could deep dive it uh, another time, but it's definitely uh, a special that I think the audience... Uh, should go check out if they haven't already. Yeah, but we can talk watch a, it this weekend. Yeah, a little bit more in depth about yeah. it next week. This um, is since it wasn't ball. really on the on I'm the schedule. Mad, I'm mad horny, y'all. God damn, because this ballet. I'm about to end the show. I'm about to end this whole shit, dog. Because <laughs> y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode that has both. I gotta go. I'm about go. to go rub one out in the bathroom right go. now, son. Right now, son. Like, what is up with y'all niggas today? I'm good, bro. Oh. I've been chilling, son. I, I done ate. I am full. Kids are in bed. So we good. gotta we gotta start the show off with uh some some bad news where yeah. Ola Watoyin uh Salalu. Um, who passed away? Was it a couple of weeks ago? Um, at this feels point, like, feels like it feels like she passed away for a whole year because the amount of information that's being disseminated about her death is very disturbing. If I might say so myself, it's very disturbing. Salau, yeah. Um, all right. Well, she was a 19 year old who was was pretty active um mm-hmm. in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and she apparently had went missing, but before she went missing, she had put out a couple of tweets on Twitter, um, describing a sexual assault and then, um, basically kind of, I guess, threw out a, a address. And, um, after that is when I guess radio silence from her end became apparent to people and, uh, they started to ask questions and wonder where she was and then unfortunately her body was found along with another lady's body a 75 year old woman um and uh yeah it seems that she was murdered by a was i don't i don't i don't want to miss um misread the dude's age 
but mm-hmm. an older man who right. uh, apparently had told her that he could house her and give her a ride because I don't know if this information is true, but from what I read, she's she was homeless. And I guess um, going from uh, the shelter. Um, so that's the information that I have. And I guess I don't know how it, it, it ended up becoming a conversation of, yo, I'll give you a ride and you can stay with me for a little bit. But mm-hmm. somehow it went down that road and then this this dude killed her. So right. um, R.I.P. And it's just been opening up a lot of conversations, especially from women who are feeling like this is going to this is another moment right now in time and in history where enough is enough. And they want that message to be heard loud and cleared. And so there's a lot of conversations regarding men not protecting black women um, and what needs to happen moving forward, as well as this situation. But before I guess before we go into anything else, what what do you guys have um, regarding this particular situation? So personally. Again, like you said, brother, R.I.P., I'm just going to say um, Olu. I'm just going to say like. Like what her what her nickname would be. I don't want to mis uh, mispronounce her full name, but um, a lot of people R. are calling her Toyin as well. Toyin, okay, Toyin, okay. Yeah. So R.I.P. to our young sister, Miss um, Toyin. I'm very, 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 very sorry that this had to happen to her at such a critical time and a critical moment in our lives, dealing with all the things that we've been dealing with outside of Corona. We are still dealing with the black on black crime and black men, you know, on black women in terms of killing them. Um, it's very unfortunate that this had to happen to her. And, you know, I was talking to one of my good friends, you know, shout out to Njambi. We were just on a live around eight o'clock and we had a conversation about, um, you know, black women not being protected by, by black men now. What I've been gathering from having multiple conversations with multiple women is that they don't feel protected by black men as much as they fight for them. So me personally, honestly, I'm trying to figure out why is it that we understand that black women are here for us. They're on the forefronts. You know, they would die for us, but to die at the hands of us, you know, that's the last thing that I'm thinking. And it's unfortunate that black women are still dying and being killed by the same black men that they love and that they appreciate. Um, I don't know why she had to die and die the way she did. Um, Black women, you know, feeling unprotected by black men is a conversation that black men need to have with themselves. Why is it that a woman is in your presence and she doesn't feel protected? That's not a her problem. That's a you problem. So, you know, my question to black men out there you know, you guys that are listening and listen to us and support us, why is it that you don't appreciate and value and respect black women? Because if you are to take a life of a black woman, you can't say you respect black women. You can't say that you love black women. You can't say that you appreciate black women. You can't say that you adore black women if you take their life. And for the men that um, are men, XAB, D-Flow and Distinguish, we're not talking to you. We're talking about the men who really don't give a fuck about black women. So, again, you know, the question that we're asking is, 
what are the solutions? You know, why are we continuously killing our women? I'm really glad you cleared that up just now because I was about to go on a whole different tangent because I don't like this campaign that they're pushing when it makes it seem like black men don't love black women. And I find that I, I don't want to, I might edit this out the episode. I'll think about how this conversation plays out, but it kind of rubs me the wrong way when this narrative keeps, keeps getting brought up that black men don't love black women because mm. at the end of the day, I have, we all have friends and majority of my friends don't really marry outside of their outside of their cultural stuff. Most of them are marrying black women. I don't have much friends that have a white wife. I could honestly, I don't even think I have no personal friend that actually married a white woman or is with a white well, woman. And let me, let me, uh, oh wait, let me stop you right there. Cause it's not the issue that's being brought up. Isn't necessarily in regards to, um, dating outside the race or or loving another race of women more than black women even though um that is a whole nother conversation right i think from from what's what's being brought up this week is the statistical data which we spoke about i think it was like three episodes ago yeah where black men are more likely to to be uh arrested for um domestic violence Things of those natures um, for which, and obviously it's a generalization, um, but the the idea that black men as a community need to do a little bit of a better job with, our, with helping our women feel more protected and, and uh, more safe. Because there are a lot of stories and there are a lot of narratives um, I can even account a lot of friends who who have said things about not feeling safe or mm. said things about um not, you know, feeling a certain type of or feeling a certain type of way. What I what I will say um though is the way I it, it's an unintended consequence that by saying black men and and not specifying that it's some or most or not dissecting it a little bit more it does send a message to people outside of black the black race that the black man as a whole is an abusive person i think that is the unintended consequence that we're not acknowledging that, um, that's not what, to not that's what i was going to lead to i feel like that's the that's the one thing that I... I mean, it's, it's the same concept as black-on-black black crime when you really think about it. Because it, it's no different. It's like whatever happens within our culture and within our... within I don't, I don't like... I don't want to keep using the word race. But whatever happens amongst us as black people, for whatever reason, a microscope, a microscope gets shone on it and it gets depicted in the media as if though... Black men are more aggressive. Black men are more abusive. Domestic violence is higher amongst the black community. And that's entire... Even if the statistics sure tries to aim towards it, it could never actually be possible. You feel me? Like, Well, no, it can. Uh, still on percentage. And that's what they're going by. On so, percentage, not by, by, not by raw number. By percentage, um, the statistics from that episode... Broke down that I think it was black men are like three times as likely or or 
three times as likely as I think Spanish men or, or Asian men, and then 1.5 times more likely than white men or something like that. But that's on percentage. It's not by raw data or number. I mean, you can say that there are a slew of different variables within that, but through those statistics, it does support the idea. And I mean, this isn't just the statistics. We do have black women saying that one out of three women have been raped or assaulted or sexually harassed. Disgusting. And those numbers can't be fought. So, yeah, it's not the... Ma- I mean, I I don't know if it's the majority of men. I, I can't say that, but the narrative is strong enough that I think the generalization is being made um, to bring light to the issue. Mm-hmm. But as I was saying, the unintended consequence, I don't think that people are or maybe even dissecting this a little bit or understanding it is that for people outside of the black race, they may use that narrative to continue to downplay the black man. But what I guess I would say in defense of that for, for those who may not understand is that might be the bullet that we have to bite until we start to see a change in how our black women feel about the relationship between black men and black women. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a difficult thing to, to and I guess it, it all depends on the circumstances you're around and the people you're around, because not a lot of people around me go through these circumstances. So I know I I don't want to say that it's a common thing that that happens. But at the same time, it's just not a reality that I'm ultimately stuck in. And I you think know, you would be surprised, honestly. They may not have brought it up, but I think you'd be surprised at how many people in your circle may have had a very uncomfortable uh, situation with a man. Well, I'm not I'm not generalizing it with men and women. (laughs) I'm just talking within the black community itself. But that's what I'm saying. I mean. I know of a mutual friend that uh, a friend of ours has uh, said that they had an uncomfortable situation with and. You know, I spoke about it with that that person. I said, do you want me to check them? They said no. Um, but there, you would be surprised because at that situation, I had no clue about. You know what I'm saying? And then when it was brought to my brought to my attention, I was like, wait, what? And even I mean, even so, it still was just an uncomfortable situation. It wasn't as far as whatever, but it was something that, you know, rubbed them the wrong way. So I do feel like you would, we would all be surprised. We, we would all be surprised at the amount of friends that we may not have known certain stories about um, regarding them either being in an uncomfortable situation or, or even as far as, you know, the other side of the fence. Facts. So I, I, would, I would just caution that because the data, I mean, one out of three is insane. That's an insane number. Let's keep it a hundo. I had a friend. She told me that I made her feel uncomfortable two years ago. We just had a conversation about it three weeks ago. Mm. And I didn't even know that she was holding a grudge against me until this year about some shit that happened two years ago. And we had a conversation about it. And the conversation basically ended with, 
not only me apologizing, but her reaching out to me to allow me to explain my side of the story because I didn't even know she felt uncomfortable. So mm. I didn't even know the reason why we stopped talking. And even though it took two years for us to have a conversation to rekindle our friendship, I think the space and the time was needed because I don't know how I would have responded if she would have told me right then and there, like the ne- like the very next day that, yo, Malek, you made me feel uncomfortable. I didn't think you were going to kill me or anything, but this is why I'm uncomfortable. And she didn't know how to approach me about it. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about it because I realized where I was wrong and where I was at fault. And I listened with the intent to just listen and not reply to what she was saying because I wanted to really understand where she was coming from. And I felt like because of the conversation that we had, I didn't just grow as a black man. I grew as a human being because not only do people have feelings, but some people do hold grudges. And she was holding on to this thing for two years, two fucking years without saying anything. And she finally brought it up. And we actually did meet up in person after we had a conversation. And we realized that um, because of it, it wasn't something that was going to deteriorate or end our friendship. But because of the conversation we had, to be honest, it actually brought us closer as friends. And I admitted where I was at fault, where I was wrong, and asked her in ways where I could have been a better friend in that situation. I mean, I think part of it, it, it has to do with the system that we are brought up under um, un, un, unless you have like really powerful people around you, and unfortunately, it has to be powerful people, but um, that 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 fight against the the system to some extent, that don't believe fully into the system that we are ingrained to believe is the right way to to be reared as men. Um, the likelihood of us doing something that a woman didn't appreciate is is high. I mean. There's a lot of people that we I mean, we've spoken about this on the podcast before, but there's a lot of people that find cat or up until maybe the late or mid 2000s and probably still do it cat calling. They find it OK. They find it acceptable. They find it as something that why do women get upset? Um, I know to this day women walk to the train station and I saw um, I saw Asia put up a post about. How she became a professional, a fake phone call taker, because when she's walking to the train station or she's she leaves outside her house, it never fails that there's going to be a be several men uh, that catcall or try to holler at her, and then when they get turned down or they don't get the response that they want, now calling her some type of bitch, some type of fuck you, um, and you know, some of that is normalized. Some of that you hear that as a dude and you'd be like, oh, that's crazy. But at the end of the day, if you really think about it, that shit is beyond just, oh, that's crazy. That's like, imagine your mom's walking down the block and a dude talking about, yo, hey, sexy, come here. And she's like, I'm good. And then the nigga's like, yo, fuck you. 
You see that shit? You decking a nigga right in his face. My, my, you're not. You, 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 you know what's what's interesting about catcalling, son? I'm not saying that it's okay in no way, shape, or form. Right. But it's interesting because I don't see it happening. At least it's not portrayed that way that it happens outside of our neighborhoods. You don't. It's not a it, common thing. It at least it doesn't it does, seem that way. It it does. Um. But it's it's different. Like I know Italian guys that will holler at at, at a girl. I think the, the somewhat of the difference is it's led to more harmful or physical things to black women, so they're more vocal about it than at least when I was around my white friends. The white girls that I knew were, I mean, I know that there's more articles now where white women speak up about it too, but the white women that I was around in like high school and st- I mean, college and stuff like that, they weren't as vocal as the black girls are, but they also weren't her. I won't say they weren't harassed because it was definitely the same, but um, the things that are said are a little different, I feel like, and that kind of maybe leads to the the back and forth a little bit more I, I do feel like men can get men from the hood specifically can get very disrespectful out their mouth if they get rejected and then it's a whole bunch of extra shit um just, that now go ahead no i say it's kind of interesting because it's just misplaced anger son like i don't know son maybe i'm maybe lately i've been more I've been given a lot of thought as to what's happening right now in our with this whole movement and everything that's going on and just really thinking back and you know <coughs> redoing the research re re you know rereading the bible and I'm not talking about no fucking King James bible just rereading the bible if if you know what if you know what I mean you know what I mean and you know just really getting into the deep 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 research and just really getting a uh, a more firmer understanding of a lot of different things that that history has complicated for us as as people mm-hmm. and it's really interesting how it's depicted that we're more aggressive we're more we're more you know you know gang violence is higher within our community you know all these things are higher within our community but you know when i think about it and I have to, and and I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said it the simplest way, and it just blew my mind. He said, "We're not the ones. Black people don't go overtaking countries, taking over countries. Black people don't colonize. Black people don't enslave an entire other race of people. But yet we get demonized, and even in our modern day society, it's still the white man in charge that go into other people's country and take what they want." And still, quote unquote, you know, in the name of in the name of um, I don't want to say capitalism, but in the name of in the name of freedom and democracy, they go and they would literally go against a country for their own beliefs and their own way of government. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, don't get it twisted. We we definitely are all on the same page when it comes to the media's tricks regarding making darker skinned people and black people in general seem more like you said aggressive and uh more of these 
savages and stuff like that. But when it's black women telling me the story, I tend to believe it more than the media telling me. Like with the statistics, the statistics is one thing. But if I'm speaking to a variety of different black women and they're telling me a similar experience or they're breaking down stories um, and each one of them have similar stories, I tend to look at it a little bit different because we do know that the media is going to portray this nigga, this nigga eating eat. some watching at him eating some what is this nigga doing I, son i do <laughs> i do uh listen to x nigga don't watch me nigga. listen to x it's kind of hard to like, listen I, to x nigga when you over there fucking busting down the fuck you busting down son nah the nigga look mad happy that was say, like, <laughs> what this nigga Yo, eating, i ain't gonna lie to you nigga i'm smacked bro i'm smacked <laughs> nigga over there you, eating huh? son like he, it looks like i'm he's smacked cashews, i know i'm smacked bro, bro. I'm fucked up right now. All I, so oh, what I was saying mix, is, bro. this nigga has like, a plate I, of food. I, <laughs> tight. This nigga has a plate of food, son. I, what Go I was ahead, saying is, I, 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 I'm, we on the same page when it comes to, to the depiction <clears throat> of, of black men. And that's why I said, like, it's an unintended consequence um, regarding... The message being, yo, black men this, black men that, and just leaving it general. The unintended consequences, it kind of feeds into those narratives that already pre-exist um, that, you know, make the black man seem like some type of animalistic yeah. being. I don't think that that is what black women are, are intending no. or want to do by, by bringing these things to light. They want to educate black men that, yo, we think it's sweet, but it's not sweet. Like, it's not sweet because... Just because equality seems to to be happening to some extent, we all aren't equal, and we are, this nigga's wild, and we all aren't free. So mm-hmm. I understand that. I again, like the, whenever we generalize, we leave the door open for that generalization <laughs> to be taken, and I somewhere it doesn't necessarily necessarily intend to go. I um and, and in no way, shape, or form to our listeners, am I you know trying to go against the grain. At the end of the day, it is true our black women are fighting two wars. Sadly, this is just the reality that we're stuck in. And to some degree, we as black men in general have to make some sort of better effort to just try and meet our women. And just I I guess and it's funny because I read an article where it's like they were saying that we black men treat our black women the same way that white men treat us. It was kind of a weird I, thing. It we're gonna talk about that. That's definitely in here. Yeah, so it, it was a it was an interesting thing and, and I and I had to sit and think about that a little bit, but it it is it is a reality and I don't think it's intentional. I just think the psychological damage is done and now we're That's trying definitely to, part of it. Yeah, we're we're That's trying part of it. we're trying to repair it, but it's it's a it's a unfortunately battle. I think the way I think the way society is set up is in these hierarchies and we we off we sometimes don't know what hierarchy we receive our privilege in. Like as black men, we do have a privilege that other people do not get to enjoy. We don't even have to go as far as gender or sexuality. We can even go as far as uh, ableism. If someone is is disabled to some extent. We have certain privileges that we don't have to wake up and think about just as black men who are able, who can walk, who can, who have all their limbs, all these things like that. When you, when you think about it, 
there are still buildings that exist that don't have a wheelchair entrance. So what is that person who's in a wheelchair supposed to do at that period in time when they need to access those services? Like, so there are still hierarchies within the system that we need to break down. And I commend the effort of of helping men understand what I will say, because we got to talk about what we think solutions are. I will say that I know it's hard at times because I even have to catch myself. But sometimes when you hear the generalization or you hear the, like you said, displaced anger to some extent, sometimes you do have to just take it and listen and try and cipher out the real message. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about more about that with the J. Cole situation, and I'm definitely on the other side of the coin with that. But in general, though, I think some of these hard conversations that are coming up where women lose respect for men is men aren't listening to the message. They're just listening to respond. They're listening mm-hmm. to say, well, what about this? Or, well, that's not all men. Or, well, this, that, and the third. And so when that's the rebuttal to the argument it kind of diminishes the belief that you are actually listening to what said person is saying to you so i just yeah go ahead to chime in a woman told me today why do men feel like when we talk every time we talk you need to respond sometimes we just want you to listen and like i was saying on her live sometimes they just want us to listen but where i'm confused and i feel like d flow can attest to this I'd be confused sometimes because I'd be like, I don't know if you want us to listen with the intent to just hear you or listen with the intent to reply. I'd be confused sometimes. I'm going to be honest. I'll say it like this. And what gets me me tight about things like that, and I go through it a Mm -hmm. lot even home sometimes, Mm -hmm. when we just sit and listen, they think we're not paying attention. And that's the bad part about it. Because a Mm. lot of times you would sit there and you'd be be quiet because... I heard you said I don't listen, so now I'm quiet. And then when you (laughs) intend for me to respond and I don't give you the answer you want, Mm. now it turns into you are never listening to me. And I'm just like, that's not a fair statement because even though I sat here and listened to you, that doesn't mean I have to placate to your feelings (laughs) and agree with the fuck you just told me. This nigga got food dropping from his mouth, bro. I can't do this. (laughs) So I just think at the end of the day, it is true. You know, to some degree, when it when when it comes to the listening part, and you know, I think a lot of times it's a hard thing because if you're telling me about something and I'm hearing what you have to say and I don't agree with it, the minute I state my opinion that I don't agree with it, it becomes a now you're not listening to me as if though mm-hmm. it becomes something where it's like it's either I. It's either I just agree and not consider how I feel no more about it or or I listen to what you have to say and I give you a rebuttal and the rebuttal is not according to what you want to hear. And now it's as if though I never heard what you said simply because I don't agree with what you stated. So this is a problem that I often have as well. Um, And I've been thinking about I mean, we were going to talk about this a little later, but we're here now. Um, I have the same complaint, uh, in the, in the sense of we're in this space now where women are so fed up that it's like, no, you're going to listen to me. And then that's it. And so a lot of times that leaves us as men to either not say anything at all or 
every time we we say something counter, it's we're not listening at all, or we we're uh, somehow diminishing what is being said to us, and that's not necessarily the case. But as I think about it, I think there's two things that I think come to mind. But re- besides the fact that I do feel like women are just fed up with feeling dismissed, which historically that is true. Like we can't sit here and act like that that has not been the case, whether we personally do it or not. Right. Historically, women's voices have been diminished, pushed to the side, not heard. Um, and so I understand that that plight. Um, but then it leaves us as men sometimes in a very precarious situation, because just like you said, D-Flow, sometimes it's like you sit there and you listen and you say, OK, I hear you. And you know that if you respond with what you really want to respond. It's a whole nother situation. So you say, okay, I hear you. And you try to leave it at that because maybe you need to think about it, not in midst of the conversation. Maybe you need to just take that information because you know the first thing you're going to say is counter to it. So maybe you need to take the information you just got and go somewhere, dissect it so that you can understand where it's actually coming from. Sometimes maybe you need to... um just say I hear you to not make it become an argument, and now we both not hearing each other. Whatever the case may be, sometimes it's like okay, I hear you, and you leave it at that. It's an issue, and then it's like when you go too far into your opinion, if you don't agree necessarily. I, what I feel like we are in this space where you get diminished, or you get told that you're a misogynist, or you get told all these different things, and. Some things that people don't agree on doesn't necessarily make them this, that, or the third. And it, it may just mean that however they receive the message, they're internalizing it. The second thing that comes up for me, and I honestly, I'm starting to believe this because every time I have found myself in an argument with um, people of the opposite sex, women, I tend to realize that a lot of it is like fact versus feelings. And a lot of it is not to say that women don't come with facts. That I'm part. not saying that. Don't 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 <laughs> don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But I even I had a conversation with one of my friends this week. Uh and they were getting hyper emotional about the situation and we were having a disagreement and I was like, yo, it's not that deep. Like, it really is like we don't we don't agree. But like some of the things that you're saying to me, you're saying from a place of how you felt about it or or your emotions towards it. And I'm not commenting on your emotion or your fat or your feelings. I'm just factually stating X, Y and Z. Mm -hmm. So like my my factual statement is not directed to harm you is just what i believe to be the facts so um that led me to believe i'm like yo this happens a lot where whenever i end up in an argument with a young woman it always comes down to i don't feel like you are taking my emotions into consideration. And I'm like, yeah, but we having a factual debate right now. What has <laughs> emotions got to do with it? Like, I, I, I'm not a very emotional person. Like, I say that all the time. Right. So it, within that light, it, it always becomes confusing for me. You better start fake crying, nigga. I could teach you how to do that. You better start fake crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nigga. 
<laughs> you better bust a tail when you really want to bust a laugh, nigga. Fuck, I'm fucking done. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's one of those things, and and we're, we're we're it's three men talking here. So at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we're not we're not trying to dismiss what what women think or or the process no, of the thing. And it's just. And, and is, if you want to hear us get owned by some women, you could go back to that episode. Facts. Yo, <laughs> with this. Yo. Slapped us, slapped us silly around. She slapped me silly, nigga. I know slapped what you're talking about. Bro. Mufasa, nigga. Mufasa. I don't know. I don't us. even know the episode number, but yeah, they, they it, it, it was hot us. girls versus hot boys versus city girls. So if you want to hear us uh, be be slapped around by some women, um, you could go revisit that episode. That's a, that's but a great episode back to too, what though. you. <laughs> Back um, to what you were saying, Paul. Yeah, but I, I I do agree to I do agree. I think a lot of times it's not that it's not that we're not listening or nothing. But I think what X said, and I, and I firmly believe this is that a lot of times to not further antagonize or make the conversation go in a further negative direction, a lot of times we just we either quit the conversation or we say, "Listen, I hear you. We take what you say into consideration." And a lot of times it's just a matter of you. Ha- I have to sit on it because then I have that to formulate an answer oh my God. that one tries to take what you're saying into consideration, I just, but I just at the same time doesn't contradict my right. belief or my core feelings oh my at the same time. Can't wait because you have right. to take both oh into consideration. Because at the Jeez. end of the day, if I don't, if I don't take oh, what I'm uh, saying into consideration, or take how I'm feeling into consideration at the same time, then. I might be doing something that goes besides my core beliefs or I might be doing something that I literally don't believe in. And that ultimately circles back to another situation that might arise. I don't want to placate you. I'm not, I'm not going to just tell you, like, I don't want to lie to you because like you said, if I lie to you, it's going to be a whole nother situation. And so I don't want to placate you. A lot of times, bro, it leads to an argument back in a different situation where you bring it back up and you be like, see, that's why that time I wasn't rocking with it, but I went along with it because of X, Y, and Z. And like I said, it's a hard thing because we're all human beings. We all have selfish ways. We all, you know, and when it comes to a core thing, like being a man, and then you're talking about being what a, being a woman, and what that represents, and then you know mm-hmm. their desire, and the fact that that keeps changing, <laughs> that <laughs> that like that we if if we gonna keep it a stat, keep we gotta stat. keep it a stat. Like what it means to be a man in 2020 is not what it meant to be a man in the 1950s. I'm not saying no, that what over. it what it what it represented in the 1950s was correct versus what it represents in 2020 is it is or is not, but. What a man is keeps evolving and it's and it's rapidly evolving. If you wow. show too much if you show too much weakness, then a woman feels like you you are not a protector. She feels if, like you if, pussy. <laughs> if you show if you don't show enough weakness, then you're you're, you're this not vulnerable enough. You're not sensitive. Yeah, enough. it's like and it's like, yo, as a man sometimes you know, and I, I, I again, we, I'm not. So smacked. Oh I'm not. <laughs> this nigga's an idiot. Uh, so I'm not smacked. taking. I'm not taking anything against uh, away from women and and at all. And obviously, this whole conversation started um, off of what happened with Toyin, and we're not taking anything away from that. But um, just from the the male perspective, to some extent, 
Sometimes that gets a little confusing. I'm not gonna hold you. Like sometimes I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like I it don't does. know what the, you... what the proper thing is, or I'm gonna you know get flambeed. Yeah, I mean nowadays you can't you can't even get too you can't even get too much in your feelings because the minute you get too aggressive, or you're you're spiking your couple decibels go up. Now you're being you're moving into an abusive sense, and I'm it's a it's a very slippery slope and it's a very tricky situation, and it, it's hard. It's funny because I was just I was telling my wife the other day I was like yo it's 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 a little bit tricky, really dictating the lines and telling my son what those lines are, and having a firm grip on what I should tell him his right like what I should tell him nah and nah, men aren't boys aren't supposed to do that nah that that's for only girls and we had this conversation the other day when we 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 went back and forth and well a few episodes back. And, you know, what what that is like now in terms of what it means to be, like you said, what it means to be a man and how you want to raise your son or your daughter. Because it's literally like now there's no set guidelines. It's almost like you got to let your child decide how they want to live their life. And that's an even slippier slope for me, too, because I don't really believe that a child should dictate that policy. I feel like you got to instill the principles and as they get older, they make better decisions. But if you let a child make decisions at a very young age, I don't think they have enough guidance to make proper decisions in terms of life, long-lasting decisions. But that's my that's my perspective on that. That's the point of being I mean, a parent. And, and there's validity there's validity to to that stance as well. I mean, I, I I get both sides of the coin, but as you said, it it can get tricky on both sides. If you're too rigid with right. your kid, you may be taking away their their freeness and their safety to be themselves. And if you're too free with your kid, you may leave your kid to make decisions or or even feel like they run the household or feel like you as a parent can't really tell them something. And um that lead that has its own sets of problems. So, you know, we do have to try and find a, a balance. Um and I think Raising a child is always up to the parents, but I think the main thing is leaving enough space, whether you are more rigid or fluid or whatever the case is, leaving enough space for your child to feel free telling you that this makes them uncomfortable or what they are comfortable with. Because if you don't leave some of that space there, whether it's a little inch or mile, if you don't leave a little bit of that space, that can, you know, rear his head in other ways later Facts. down. down the I can't road wait to get my child. I'm busting straight in, shorty. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait, boy. I'm busting uh, straight in. <laughs> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, distinguish is smack. Um, <laughs> so, Insecure ended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 2020 uh season four um, i'm not leaving no space in between them thighs come here <laughs> uh, oh okay sir all right uh, well apparently lawrence didn't leave any space in between those thighs either uh, <laughs> he left no spaces in between <laughs> this nigga distinguishes about to die <laughs> yo get your mans bro oh, listen bro that is your man, sir. <laughs> um, so how do y'all feel? <laughs> yeah. How do y'all feel about the the season finale? 
I enjoyed it, man. <laughs> I um, I watched it Sunday night. Um, it was good, bro. It was a solid episode. Um, oh God, definitely a definitely an interesting turnaround. I like how <laughs> nigga, it ended. We, nobody was expecting that. That was a cliffhanger, nigga. Isa got us. It's funny Issa because as us. as that scene happened, son, Tiff was just like. He's he's gonna say she's pregnant, <laughs> and literally, oh, as she said it, he said it, and it was mad funny because she just like, well, he kind of expected that to. Dang, son, God Flo, damn. what the fuck, bro? <laughs> well, bro, what, what the happened, fuck bro? just happened? <laughs> Nigga, do you got a baby that Tiff don't know about on the way? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, your son. man's, bro. <laughs> I'm out, bro. This nigga talking <laughs> reckless right now. So. <laughs> nigga talking things. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> um, Distinguish, how do you feel about it? Yo, so first and foremost, when I seen Lawrence like, so you're going to keep it? I was like, damn, how many takes that nigga had to do before they said, nigga, you don't sound convincing enough. <laughs> You got to sound like you really don't give a fuck about this baby, bro. Yo, I was baffled because I was like, yo, let me get this straight. You and Lawrence break up. Lawrence gets back with Issa. And you say, well, I don't want to keep Mark's baby. I need to meet that nigga Mark. I need to tell Mark, nigga, you raising this child. Because I'm not raising this motherfucking child, nigga. Okay? I'm about to move to San Francisco with Issa. We about to start a new life. Nigga, I don't mind being stepdaddy to my real son or my real daughter or whatever I mean, the fucking kid want to be there if it's a hermaphrodite, okay? I don't care, okay? Can Dola did say, um, I'm a, I'm a have, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to just keep it flowing, Flo. Just kind of just keep it flowing. Oh, uh, can Dola did say, I'm going to have this baby whether you're there or not, whether you're going to be part of the baby's life or not. So, Condola low key. Knows that Lawrence is a good nigga. Deep down, Lawrence does have fuck nigga ways. We cannot front like he don't. But Lawrence is trying to move in a grown man status with Issa. I think the problem is when he got with Condola, he should have just been using condoms. She looked like a condom girl. You use condoms on that girl, okay? You don't. They, go... they did use con. I think they did use condoms. So, so you mean to tell me know, that when son, she's this, pregnant, the condom pop? No, nigga. This it was nigga one night he went throughout wrong. the whole season been fucking with no condoms, bro. The nigga had chlamydia <laughs> in episode. Two. You right. You right. Lawrence definitely had chlamydia in one of these seasons. We cannot dismiss that. He definitely caught son. the clap. The doctor told yeah, him season, use condoms more two. often, son. Season That's two, he caught chlamydia. He caught he chlamydia, caught and chlamydia I was like, twice? "Damn!" I was like, <laughs> nah, it was, it was <laughs> bro." In I was season four, for him, like, he had chlamydia. In season, season four, four, he had chlamydia. Facts. Lawrence did have chlamydia. Lawrence, you had chlamydia. I'm glad it got cleared up in three days. Okay. Season four, bro. Yeah. When he was at the bar, he was at the bar with his mans, and his his mans was blowing his spot up at the spot. I thought he caught chlamydia after he had the threesome too. With the threesome That's with the white I, chicks, if I'm not mistaken. So he caught it twice. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> how you call, how you catch the clap twice? Your dick is. How the not, fuck okay. you fuck two white chicks you meet at the fucking store bareback, bro? <laughs> Raw, my nigga. You just meet these chicks at the fucking liquor store, 7-Eleven, and they decide they want to have a threesome with you, and you're just like, whoop. 
you're going to be dicking wild tonight. Nah, what yeah, the fuck? Uh, Come on, son. Um, would, would, if you were in that scenario, uh, how would you handle it? Would you, would you end up with your ex and still try and take care of the baby? Um, me, personally, I'm going to keep it a thousand. If I'm in love with that ex... I might try to make it work, like, with her. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in love with that ex, thank you for the piece of ass. We're going to raise this kid. Okay. That's it. Thank mm. you. I'm done. I would have made the same decision Lawrence made. I'm not going to force myself into a relationship because How you going to force yourself back with a shorty that both of y'all realize that this ain't going to work? But I feel like what he said, though, was crazy. The comment that he said was, so how you going to keep this? How you going to do this to me? I was like, whoa, Damn, bro, that's that was a wild comment. That was that was wild. I it mean, was wild, but it was real. Like, I can I was see about niggas to say, saying like, that. I don't it was think it's real, wild, but it was wild. I don't even think it's wild. I think it's a realistic comment. Like, you think that's a realistic if, comment? Hell yeah, it's a realistic comment, bro. Well, she's not really doing anything to you. She's not doing anything right. to you, but what she's she's, she's keeping a child that both of you made. To you, bro. By keeping the baby, that's not. Like that's not to you. That's not. It's not to you. It's not you, like it's to spite you. It's not a spite situation, but it's still a question. Like, listen, I'm what I'm trying to. What I'm trying to make a point <laughs> of is like a deep flow tight. <laughs> I'm, just tight. Like a tight. I'm just. I'm just clarifying why he asked. Why he asked. And I mean, I get it. I I understand. I just don't think it. Deep flow. Tell the side chick to abort that baby, nigga. I don't want you to be Lawrence. Okay. You can't uh, force nobody okay. to do anything, bro, but you can still ask the questions. At the end of the day, you can't force her to do it, but you can still make a statement because at the end of the day, if you don't if you're not comfortable with it, you're not. And how comfortable no, you think, are with it is gonna be how much you're involved. So I think that you could that, definitely ask ask questions. I, I just that. think I think to say, um <laughs> you, you know, how out. could you do this? How could you do this to me is a little bit different than like, well, what are we really going to do because these are my feelings about this situation? So that's why I say, like, it's wild to ask that question. It's not wild to have those feelings. Lawrence, it's not wild, wild to want to, like, clarify, like, yo, what are we going to do here because I didn't have this whole plan set up. But at the end of the day... <laughs> Plans are canceled, nigga. <laughs> at the end of the day, you, like you said, you out here slinging dick with no condom like you gotta accept that, that possibility yeah. is is there so Listen, you knew that was there all the sex scenes that Lawrence had with Issa the last episode before the finale nigga we know he was going raw he was going raw doggy can you imagine that season 5 opens up and Issa's pregnant nigga he got two sons to worry about but without getting shot by the police he got a lot to worry about <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't know how to. You right. put up a question here, distinguished. Did Condola sabotage the relationship? I don't think so. Okay, so D Flow, did Laura, did, did, did Condola, I'm calling her Laura, you know I'm smacked. <laughs> <laughs> did she low key try to sabotage it because she realized that it didn't, it didn't work out with her and Lawrence? It's like, oh, this time she really, like, I feel like this time, Issa and Lawrence getting married. Season five, wedding bells. Maybe not season, maybe season six. Maybe season five is a reach. I don't think she wanted to sabotage it. I think Condola did 
the most respectful thing and put him up on game before she just popped up with the baby and was like, hey, it's True. yours. A, a lot of hood chicks in the projects would have definitely did that to niggas that got, you know, multi-million dollar corporations. You're you right. They would have definitely um, did that. I, I mean, I don't know, but I just think what she did is the respectful thing. I found out, she found out she was pregnant. She gave him the heads up. She lets him know, like, listen, I'm not forcing you to be a part of this. You be a part of it if you want. You could be as involved as you want. Of course, he's going to have his feelings because he's not expecting it. And... At the end of the day, to me, that's the mature thing to do. You feel me? Like, it, the least you could do is let him be aware so he can make a decision as to how involved he wants to be. And I feel like if Lawrence was a deadbeat, mm-hmm. I feel like if Lawrence was a deadbeat like he was in, like, season one and two, she probably would have never told a nigga. Because Lawrence right now, we Lawrence got a promotion. Lawrence got a brand new job offer on the table, and he's moving. He's moving to San Francisco. This move may hinder him from taking that job now because he may want to be close to his child. If I was Lawrence, I'm staying where I'm at to see what's going on with my kid. I'm not moving, but I don't know how that's going to affect him and Issa's relationship. Issa looked like she was sick. She was smoking hella butt at the end of the episode, nigga. Come on. Hella butt on a fucking balcony she don't even own. I mean, who wouldn't be sick? I mean, who Who wouldn't be sick? Who wouldn't be that's Imagine like, dating a girl and and your third date in, she comes in and she's like, "Yo," or, or or you know, you get back with your ex and she didn't know. She takes a test and she's like, "Yo, I'm pregnant by the dude I was seeing before me and you kind of reconnected." That shit gonna crush your whole shit. I'm gonna tell Shorty straight up. I'm creating a custodial fund, D Flow. I'm creating a custodial account. I'm creating a trust a trust fund. I will see my child on the holidays. Okay? I will see my child on the holidays. I need to reestablish this relationship with my ex. You know I fucking got back with my ex. You know we got mad history. You want to keep the baby? I'm pro whatever the fuck you are. If you pro-life, I'm pro-life. Okay? You want to keep it? Keep it. Do not, I repeat, do not put me in no other baby mama baby daddy drama i don't want it when i want to see my kid let me see my kid when i want to take my kid on vacations with isa let me take my kid on vacations with isa don't give me no fucking issue we both mutually broke up we both did it as adults don't say i did this you did that no we both was like this shit ain't working i hope condola is as mature as she is now when she is, when the baby's conceived. Because I feel like when the baby's conceived, he flow deeply. You know how these chicks can be very It's always addictive. a different story. The nigga, the nigga will be on child support idealistic. until he's 100 years old. I mean, a lot of women say that, and I'm not blaming women for this. It's just what the reality is. It's idealistic to say you could be as involved as you want to be. I feel like that's that's a very slippery slope. I think you have to make a decision as to how... You're going to play that out. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to take care of your child, take care of your child. Don't be a deadbeat dad. You know, if you want to right. take care of your child, do what you need to do. I think you got to come down to a a straightforward agreement. Hey, I'm paying the school fees. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do. It's almost like you might you might as well make an agreement based on what you could actually afford to do. Y'all are still together without fucking. Let's keep it a stack. Huh? That's a fact. Like, the baby's re- keeping y'all together. Y'all have to, y'all really have to, y'all have to maneuver 
especially with with a fresh baby on the way and a fresh relationship, y'all still have to maneuver as if y'all are together, just not fucking. Like that's mm-hmm. how close the relationship has to be in a sense, where it's like you have to have ongoing conversations with this person. It's not like the child is nine years old, ten years mm-hmm. old, and you can just do visitations and whatever. And again, that all depends on our previous conversation, what you consider being a man, because for a lot of us, not being able to see our our children or be involved in our children's lives is going to heavily weigh into this new relationship. You, I mean, him and Condola didn't break up because they had a huge blowout or something crazy. They broke up because Condola seemed as if she wasn't willing to be in a stable, long-term relationship. She but didn't even like want kids. Said, she didn't even want if, kids. Well, she has one now. So how does that now change her mindset regarding Lawrence? And how does Lawrence's mindset change regarding her? Because now y'all, she says she ain't want a kid. Now she has a kid. And Lawrence now y'all going to have to communicate. she's a hypocrite. She's a hypocrite, bro. Is she though? I don't think she's I a think it's an amazing bro. thing for a woman to have a child, but you just told this nigga that you was with. You didn't even really see. First of all, she didn't even really see a future with her and Lawrence. So now, so, so you didn't see a future it, with you and Lawrence, but you see a future with you and Lawrence's child? Get the you got to put bro. that into context. I was about to say, you got to put you, that. You got to put that into context. She just got sure. out of, of a divorce. So it's not that she didn't see a long-term relationship with with Lawrence, she felt like at the at the time Lawrence wanted that immediately, and she just was not in a space to give him that. So if you put it into that context, you can see why she didn't want to jump right into a long term relationship. But of course, now that there's a baby on the way, her perspective has to change to some extent. More of the story I mean, is, may- fellas, stop raw dicking these light skinned chicks. Okay, stop doing it. Stop, stop her all decking these light-skinned girls, okay? All right? That includes you, Xavier. That includes you, Xavier Bishop, okay? I'm not indulging in your colorism, sir. <laughs> okay? Uh, that, that includes you, XAB, okay? That includes you, um, we love all uh, Champagne melanin. Poppy. We, have all, okay? um, we love all men and women, man. D-Flaw, I don't want to hear that bullshit, okay? I'm lit off that, okay? I'm lit off the Bel Air, okay? I don't want to hear that shit. I don't even know what that means. I don't even no, know no. what that means. How does that pertain to my <laughs> comment, sir? Uh, so we, so Deja, T.I.'s daughter, um, is back in the limelight because the episode of whatever that show is, Family, whatever, um, that T.I. and Tiny have um, regarding Hyman Gate, as it's being named, came out, I think, sometime this week. And... In that episode, Deja was extremely upset with T.I. Um, regarding him going on the podcast and retelling that story of policing his daughter's hymen. And then with it, she broke down how it happened. She says, yeah, he does do this and he does come with me and he does make it embarrassing and things like that. So I just want to say. Uh, there were a lot of people at the time when when that whole story came out that were trying to justify <laughs> T.I.'s stance in in what he was doing. And this clip obviously shows that what he was doing was wrong um, and it negatively impacted his daughter. And uh, it just was not 
something that needed to be defended. Again, people can parent however they want to parent, but with every action is a consequence. And um, this was just a little bit out of bounds. I'm not, we kind of came harshly at TI when, when this first came out. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I do hope that this was a learning experience for him, for me. TI. Yeah, I would never do that to my daughter. I can't say what I really want to say because we would get canceled. But, bro, you got to chill. I I have a daughter and I would never. You got to chill. I wouldn't go. I, I more my, my I would more want my wife to be in charge of those things. I just don't feel like it's a appropriate thing for me to come along on. You know, it's like I wouldn't want my wife to go with my son for to go do a fucking to check his scrotum. <laughs> Like I mean, I, I'm, to me, I'm, I'm, to me, it's not even a gender thing. For me, it's just the premise of it. Uh, like for me, dead. for me, it's no problem if if your daughter says, "Hey, Dad, I want you to come along with me to the gynecologist." It's a problem if it's you telling your daughter, "I'm finna to come with you to the gynecologist because I need to see if that hymen in check, boy." Like. That's a no, that to me that don't that doesn't sit right with me. Even like, if my daughter I, I, asks me, I might be like, I don't know. I ain't. I mean, I hear you, but I mean that's your personal preference. I just don't see anything wrong with that. Like if your if your daughter wanted you to go and she was adamant about it, that's the relationship that you have. I don't. I personally don't see an issue with a father going with their daughter. I do feel like when it's a requirement. Oh, I need to go with you to make sure you're not having sex. That's where it becomes an issue for me. I'm gotta, really, really holding back from my comment. We can we move on to the next topic? <laughs> can we move on? We have to move on, bro. We will get canceled. I swear to God. I swear to God and the devil. I swear to God. I swear to God on the devil, son. All right, this nigga is just all types of contradictions happening right now. I don't He's know. just saying shit, bro. He's just saying shit. Um, yeah, we trolls came you. out. I'm gonna ban you from smoking and drinking before you come on this. Yeah, show, that, this the last time. The That's last time, crazy. Bro. Yeah, this the last time. I ain't gonna ban me. Time, we nah, make great time. contest. That right, hasn't been. No, no, no. We yeah. are held up, sir. <laughs> Over here, lit. Listen, I, I ain't going to stop you from being lit. Just be lit after the show. <laughs> um, Trolls came out. I saw that. Fucking Nicki Minaj and uh, and this nigga, 6 9 uh, The song is not bad. The song is not in my bad, opinion. son. It's an all right song. It's an all right song. So, are we here for 6 9s career? Hell no, no. Uh-oh. The song is not bad. You can't <laughs> but it not, stops at listen. You it stops at that. You can't <laughs> knock the little niggas, son. He actually makes aight music, son. Like to like, if you want like something to just turn up to, it's not a bad if, song. Nicki's verse was okay. If he's on okay, trial but, again, are we supporting him? Bro, you know we're not supporting this nigga ever. I, just have to <laughs> I don't know why I, you gotta. Act. I have to. Act. I don't know, bro. I, I don't know no Listen, more. I don't know. I think I think that the song is a decent song. I don't have okay. no issues with the song. I still I still have no affinity towards 6ix9ine and I think that 6ix9ine is actually very desperate right now. So I think that's this record slaps harder than Gouda. And Gouda was wild. I mean, look looking at all that looking at all that ass. I was like, god damn. 
this song Nikki, is Nikki better in that video. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, this song in this video I think is a little bit more interesting than the first the first song. But I didn't even see the video. But again, I I still feel like Six Nine is is very desperate right now. He keeps trying to inflate his numbers. It keeps coming out that his numbers are not what he's reporting his numbers to be. Mm-hmm. They're they're doing a bunch of bundle packages to try and make him number one. Um, he's he's very desperate at this moment to make a point. He went on live before and try before the song dropped and tried to cause mad controversy by saying that Meek Mill is a snitch, Jay Z is a snitch, Future's a snitch. Um, and I don't think that really worked out for him the way he thought it was. I think he thought he was gonna control the narrative and cause a firestorm like he's used to doing but literally nobody responded to him future didn't respond to him meek didn't respond to him you know damn sure jay-z wasn't going to respond to him right and so just as you would do with a troll if you don't respond they go away and you didn't hear shit from him his song didn't go number one um and i think that he's really just fiending to get this narrative going again um where he's just controlling the story and I stand behind it. I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't. I, I get the the push and I get the the PR scheme, but that only works when people are unaware of of what's happening. If they think that's your character, that's your persona. But I think everybody is hip to yo. This is your PR. This is what you do to get shit rolling. You know, you go and you you cause a firestorm. You go on live, you get a bunch of people to, to come on live and you say you're going to you're going to air this one out. You're going to do this. And your fans now are all for it. But maybe the person I was on the fence that just thought you made good music, but didn't really fuck with you. They kind of turned off. That's that's my stance on it. So, no, I don't fuck with with six, nine, but I can acknowledge if he, he put out a good record. Yeah, the record ain't bad. The record is not bad. It's- well, I played the. I was watching the video um last weekend, or over the weekend, past weekend, and I was playing it on the speakers. It was nice. It's a decent record, bro. Nikki did an okay verse record. on it. It's not about the video. Is the video is provocative? It's way better than Fifi. Yeah, it's a better record than Fifi. Um, and it's uh, it's a provocative video. You no, know, Nikki, Nikki pulled out all the stunts. And, all the stunts. And yeah. It was it was cool. Like I said, was- um, do do you guys feel like his comeback is succeeding or failing? I think oh, it's succeeding. Good. Yeah, he's doing good right yeah. now. He's good, bro. Um, he's, he he's so good. The numbers, he, mm-hmm. he he's so good. He should probably do a record with R. Kelly and have Bill Cosby play his play his character. All right. So, <laughs> um, uh, okay. Uh, all I'm gonna say is that. <laughs> Whether or not the numbers are inflated, he's still doing okay. He's still got the top 10. He's still on Billboard. He's still getting the plaques. They're still making money. So at the wow, end of the day, you know, it's almost like he, he never left because the numbers still the numbers still add up. So, hey, man. He's, the, the people's- yeah, I mean, I, would, I, I am on the other side of the fence. I think that his comeback is is failing in the sense of yeah, the numbers are there in terms of like the music is still slapping. People are obviously still downloading and stuff like that. But I think that the impact that he's trying to make oh. um, and the narrative that he's trying to build for himself is starting to wane. Like, it's going to get old. It's, it's, 
is is getting to a point where I think it's going to it's still going up right now from from release to now. He's going he's in an upward trend, but I can see it. I can see the downward trend like I can see where that's coming into play. Like he's not going to continuously ascend. He's not going to get, in my opinion, I don't see him getting extremely big where he's he's at this space where he's going to be like overly dominating the scene. Um, I, I kind of feel like the energy is coming down a little bit. I, um, I'm going to I'm going to predict this six nine is going to drop an album. And it's going to be one of the most controversial albums before 2020 is over. And it's going to be the most critically acclaimed, the best rap albums of all time. I think so. You heard I it here first. Think, that has in both times. I low-key think he's going to put out a record and it's going to do exceedingly well. I think my only thing is, like I, like I, I could agree with what X said a little bit, the narrative mm-hmm. he's trying to push is going to ultimately backfire. But I think the the PR of how they're marketing him marketing him i think that is working and because at the end of the day he's still keeping people engaged whether or not it's negative or positive he's still keeping people engaged so um, for now that that's my point for now yeah i I think whenever you live on controversy Mm -hmm. you you have to keep upping the ante and at some point at some point that gets old and at some point there's a huge fall off because there's only so many times it's like when you watch a, a drama and after after season seven, after niggas then got shot, this one didn't had a baby, this this one fell off a rooftop. It's like, all right, my nigga, next season, what are y'all gonna do? Fucking aliens? Like like yeah. you it, it gets it gets to a point where it's no longer believable or relatable I think to the people. What what to me what what him and what Nicki Minaj made a mistake with and I see them doing the same thing and it always confused me just put the records out man if the records are good they're good the fans are still want to fuck with you like yeah they're loyal they're loyal bro they don't prove to you that they're loyal you don't have to keep doing shenanigans nikki looked uncomfortable in that whole that live that entire time yeah, she like, looked like she did not want to be there it's like she why, didn't want to talk with him like why are you doing propaganda like just put the record out the record is good. It's gonna slap. Let it do its job. Like, just do your pro, do your press run, do your pitches. I think that's what Takashi, because he's trying to prove to people right now that he's the best and he's he could do it. Rather than just put the music out and let the fans rock, because right now all we want is the music. But you see, he, he wants to come out and get a number one so that he could say, "Y'all let a y'all let a rat get out of jail." And get a number one record. How y'all do that? Like that's what he's sure chasing. That this record is on its way to number one. I'm pretty sure. But at what at what expense? Not being able to go nowhere, son. At what expense? Not being able to actually go out and mingle. Because now I mean, it wasn't at number one this week. So I don't know, it's not. Bro. It's not number. One. I think it, when I when I looked at it, it was at number. I think it was at number six, if I'm not mistaken. Which yeah, is some still, shit like it that. was still not it's not bad. bad. I'm not talking about I'm six, not taking nothing. Number six on yeah. the one hundred Billboard one hundred is niggas dream about yeah. just being in the yeah. top twenty. So exactly, yeah, it's not. It's, it's nothing not to take bad. away from him. The numbers are still good. It has over hundred million streams. Listen, I'm not a supporter of the shenanigans, but gotta respect the hustle. Do what you do, man. All I'm saying is we better we process. better have the same fucking energy when Bobby Schmurder come home. 
in July. That's all I got to say. If he puts out good records, hell yeah. Bobby's going to get that energy. I don't know if it's going to be the same, but he definitely going to get a lot of energy because, you know, especially RIP to Pop Smoke, but without Pop Smoke there, people are looking for that type of energy. If from, he comes home and from, does drill from, music, from yeah, maybe, maybe he pops off, but Bobby isn't. And this is not to throw shade or throw no, throw no negativity towards GS9, but he just doesn't have the same clout as Takashi. And that's just the reality is that. Yeah. And I, I mean, they've been, you know, they were communicating before the whole snitch situation. They Correct. have that song. Correct. Yeah. But um, I also feel yeah. like Bobby, Bobby may not have the same hit potential as Takashi either in terms of just being able to to pen a hit record. Takashi, for whatever reason, has that knack and that ability. Mm-hmm. And I haven't heard a record yet besides... I mean, I've heard records that I totally dismissed and thought were trash, but right. I haven't heard a record yet that has failed his fans and his core fan base. Like, they, every record is in line with it. It has enough... Uh, diversity in it that separates it from the last record. I'm not confident in him putting out an album. Um, like you said, I don't think that he has the ability because his his last album, it's there's not enough continuity and he doesn't have enough uh, of an ability to storytell to make right. it a, a interesting enough album. I think he has he has the the single making ability he can make a single without effort and it it'll chart I, his album not so much so i don't i don't necessarily agree that he'll put out like the most uh controversial it might be solely because it's him mm-hmm. but the music is gonna come and go um because that's basically the type of music that he's making like even with this record the reason why I don't have that much faith that it'll get to number one is it's, it's going already. I haven't heard not one person speak about that record this week. I heard, I heard all the buzz about it on Friday. Haven't heard shit about it um, since then. And that might just be my timeline. I have older people in my timeline. You know, I don't have any 19, 20-year-olds. But nobody over the age of 25 it has and like I, a It's a also the New York crowd. New York crowd does not... Fuck with yeah, that ain't it. Not even before this shit happened. Like <laughs> niggas weren't fucking with Takashi. Like at least not not the community of people that we're around. But you know, nah. you know, maybe somewhere the the white kids love him, and you know the the suburban kids love him. That's there. That's that's enough thuggery for them. But for whatever reason, within the urban communities, and we gotta stop saying urban, but within the within the urban communities, they don't. They don't fuck with him at all. So, nah. Like you said, it might uh, just be our timelines. A- Akon City, y'all here for it? I'm here for it, 100. I'm here for Akon City. We need all that African, straight up African, and, minus and, the American. And he's, come, and he's pushing his own currency. Lit. Yeah, it's that. Is Wakanda is that you? Like that? That's, that's what it sounds like. I mean, six hey. billion. I don't know how much he's going to get done with six billion, but um. Listen, bro, I'm all for it, man. Thank. I hope that he populates it with majority of melanated people, uh, melanated brothers and sisters. And, you know, it's going to be in Senegal. So that's dope. And um, I just. Very interesting. Very interesting. 
No, nah, it's in, I mean he is from Senegal too, so um you know, just the concept to- of a of a new futuristic city. I just think is is very interesting. In 2020, founding a city, founding a city. having it have fa- making sure that it's futuristic in its architecture and I guess the way it functions Facts. and also having like you said its own currency which is going to be a form of cryptocurrency, yep, like Bitcoin. And what what happened? Like Jay-Z, Diddy mm. are wealthy mm. black entertainers. If Akon can do it, mm. what's up? They trying to do there's people trying to make Atlanta that, but I agree with you. There's plots of, of land in the US that can just be taken over taken by over. some of our prominent prominent black people prominent, and turn it into something. Turn it into something. Build a community. Do lotteries. Do lotteries for low income people. Let them move into those neighborhoods. Let it be possible for low-income people, low-income black people, to get you know secure a, a secure a lending or a mortgage opportunity with SunTrust, or secure a mortgage opportunity with with um uh the another name of the black bank is is not crossing my mind right now. Nah, it's, it's one something or something like that. One, I know this. I know what you're talking about. We we know we know yeah. which bank we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But SunTrust and then like secure a uh. By the way, I'm I'm about to switch all of my money over to one of these banks too, because you know I'm trying to keep it. This king spitting, you know, I'm trying to keep it black, man. If you want to build black wealth, you got to establish it. But this is this is it though. Like Akon made the step. Of course, he's doing it in his in in Africa, which is fantastic. So right now. But right here in the United States, a big part of it is that the wealthy the wealthy black people among us also have to help us set up opportunities to help grow some of the less fortunate at the end of the day you have to all right yes i'm not saying that jay-z and diddy and them haven't put on other millionaires that are doing well but it stems further than entertainment and it stems it stems further than fashion buy back the community like you said back the community like open up go to atlanta go to um you know, North Carolina, get peace plots of land, nah, build a community, put up a hundred houses, oh, do a lottery God. system, let people buy houses at an affordable rate and have it be secured through a banking system that our money circulates within our community. Have LeBron put another school in that, in that particular community? community? Look, bro, build, fund a hospital. Get a yep. get 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 do a I mean, you know, the postal system is a little bit more tricky because that's a that's a broader system, but hospital, education, build a library, you know, put up supermarkets, get other wealthy black people to bring their businesses down there and set it up. If it could happen within the Jewish community, there's no reason why it can't happen within our own communities, but it starts off with our wealthier black people. The problem is a lot of us at the bottom are trying to do it, and we just don't have the funds nor the influence to do it. No, and then we have to beg the white man to get exactly. their money to do it. And what we yeah. do, we go to their banks, borrow from them, and they ultimately still make money off of us. And or they make money from us, and they do it at a higher rate. They're going to give us a higher percentage, or they're going to yeah, because put us on a plan that makes them that, that the mortgage... Gets paid off in thirty years and whatever yeah. the case is, so and they make give it to us at a at a two percent higher than it would give the other person. So rather than giving us that five hundred thousand dollar mortgage at 
2.99%. They're going to give us that 4.25%. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, make an extra $70,000 off of us. Listen, we have to set up wealth structure that the money circulates within our own community that we look out for each other. That's the only way the wealth system will be established and be able to pass amongst our generations behind us. That's a fact. So, uh, Will Smith is to play a slave in a new movie. How y'all feel about it? Y'all here for that movie? Tired of slaves movies. I, I'm I'm a little bit done with the slave narrative myself. Um, I really, I mean, I get it. It's supposed to be a revolutionary type of movie where he ends up uh, joining the North to do to be part of the Civil War and goes back and. I guess ends up doing battle with the people that enslaved him. I hear you. I don't at this particular moment in time it ain't it ain't hitting for me. I hear you, man. A lot of people need to go back and read that Civil War movement too and, and get their education up on that shit and understand the the real the real the real the real directory and the way how things were pushed with the Republicans and the Democrats and understand that narrative properly, but that's a conversation for a different time. Yeah. Um, this nigga distinguished dot. What's, what's going on? His mic is muted. <laughs> um, Erica Banks. Have you heard about Erica Banks? So 1501 has a new artist that obviously right after Meg, everybody's comparing her to Meg. They have the same flow, um, but that flow is considered a Houston flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's a light-skinned young woman. Her name is Erica Banks, and she looks similar to Meg. They they're not repping the same way, obviously, because you know Meg is supposed to be this nerdy girl um, who's nasty but college educated, whatever the persona is. This girl is kind of spitting a little bit more, and she still has like the sexy appeal, but um, she's more right? on, on in tow with with uh you know not the nerdy side of things so i don't know if you heard about her but what do y'all what do y'all think about that yeah i'm 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 never heard of her before bro i'm actually looking Brand her new. Up, looking her up on 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 google right now and she definitely so the, looks similar to meg it's very similar to meg the interesting thing is if she blows up what does that say about 1501 they know how then to break now to be artists. meg and this this girl who right now she only has fifty thousand followers. Um, the songs that I heard from her are not bad. I mean, they, think about it. Not. Think about it like this, bro. And this is something that even we talk about all the time. Once you have the the promo scheme established, bro, it's just sending out emails. <laughs> like the contacts are <laughs> set, the radio stations are set. You've built the relationships. You know the people at this point. I'm pretty sure 1501 them made enough money that they're pushing, putting people on payroll. They know people in certain places, so it's not hard for a a, a, a label to to run a new artist, especially if she has appeal and a good record right. already to really pop her off and really get her in the right conversations. I guess you could say. So. um no, I mean it just I'm, it just showed they got it. It's like it's like um it's like um quality control. 
like once you get that momentum if if they're able to break her and like you said you know it, it's a formula situation um that says a lot as an indie label they like you said they might be going to that quality control area where they're indie but they're big and um that'll be interesting especially i i really wonder what that would look like if cuz if we're keeping it a stack we all agreed that sugar wasn't really that popping sugar a, was trash <laughs> um yeah we all agree that we didn't really like sugar as a project so if this chick comes out and starts making banging music and it seems like she's able to tell a story a little bit better than meg i'm really interested what that would mean for meg's career i don't want to compare the two i think they're different artists but I, I the the comparison is natural. It's going to be a foxy little Kim situation. Erica Banks like, is going to be the bigger. fifty cent to Ja Rule's career. I said it. You heard it here first. That has some both times. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's such a good idea for fifteen oh one to. It's either one of two things. It's either something is going on at fifteen oh one that we don't know, and they're looking for the next replacement for Meg, or um. They're just like, we know what formula worked for Meg, so it's going to be easier for us to put out another artist that's similar to her because this mm-hmm. said formula worked for Meg, so we're pretty sure it's going to work for her. I think it's a mixture of both, both so, of those sentiments. But as a, as a, as for me personally, I wouldn't have put out another artist like that. It's just I mean, too, too, cup, too, too similar. You, you know the comparison is going to be made, so you have to have made the calculated decision that the comparison is going to benefit your whatever your marketing plan is more than it's going to harm it. You know, the because Meg is a big artist and you know, well, if we get a girl that looks similar, flows similarly, and we can put in the same market, that people are automatically going to go to the comparison thing. They're automatically going to be like, oh, is she better than Meg? Does she spit better? Oh, she look better. Her music more popping. And that is only, in the beginning at least, going to elevate the the up-and-coming artist. So Meg is at, what, 6 mil or whatever she is on Instagram, and this girl is at 50 mil. I bet you, I mean 50,000. I bet you by next week, we're going to see her at like 200,000. Damn, Erica so you have to have made wow, looks son. good as fuck. Damn, she, 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 she looks yeah, you, you looking ha- at the photos right now. You have to make the calculated mm-hmm. decision that putting up, Putting getting the same exact artist to some extent is is going to benefit the marketing scheme. That's that's what I'm betting on. That they're betting on. They're looking at it like, yo, they're going to compare her, and that's going to be a good thing because that's going to they're going to stream her music because they want to know and hear if she sounds better. They're going to go to her page because they want to know what she looked like. Who is this Erica Banks? Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were the ones who leaked out the the article that was like oh 1501 has this new artist and she looks just like meg Eric, you know i would i wouldn't be surprised if they did that it's gonna fuck up meg the stallion's money in 2021 she's gonna fuck her shit up well we shall see we shall see uh, yeah, it's a hard thing to, it's a hard it's a hard thing to really come down to a you heard it here first. That has some botas. We are the prediction masters. We've never really been wrong. We got this one too. We'll see. Amanda Seals is to host 
the BET Awards. And if you aren't correct, I'm just going to say that you were smacked. So it don't count. But um, Amanda Seals is the host of BET Awards this year. Um, I'm not here for her. She's the perfect person. I'm not here. You're not. Why? Amanda Seals, sometimes I feel like when she's talking about a topic... Personally, mm-hmm. bro, she looks way too deep into it. She goes overboard with her shit, especially with the mm-hmm. whole Nas situation last year with Khalees. She went overboard. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping it in a stack. She went to another... She goes from saying Nas is my favorite rapper to nah, this nigga's a dub right now because of the Khalees situation. I'm like, huh? What? 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 Okay. All right. You got it, sis. I mean, that's valid. I do think that Amanda has... Amanda gets very invested in her points. I she think does. that's the best way to say it. And sometimes that allows her to overshoot the uh the mark a little bit. Um I've I've heard some things, you know, that I was like, all right, I don't know, Amanda. But I think she's been getting a little bit better at at honing it and and presenting the energy in a way that doesn't make it seem like it's just a hot take that's trying to be made. Um, with this climate, though, she might be a... I don't, I don't see... I think she might be a good, a good person for this particular climate. I do feel like there is a huge possibility for a political statement to be made that many may have an issue with, though. I would have rather Issa Rae or Yvonne Orji. Deadass. I don't really see Amanda Seals as a, as, I don't know, and this might sound a little bit biased, but I prefer my host for most award shows to be slightly comedic, and I don't really mm-hmm. find Amanda Seals to be a comedic individual. Issa uh, Rae is or a comedian. Orgy? She is a comedian, though. She has done stand-up. And She's stuff. not that funny, though. She's not that funny. Matter of opinion. So a matter I, of opinion. I, I hear it, though. I, there's people who say that, um... That um Chappelle ain't funny. Chappelle ain't funnier that um what 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 um homegirl name is Niggas is smoking ass. Niggas is smoking ass on Chappelle. They smoke ass. Not, well Chappelle is Chappelle is a stretch, but um what show Nah, I've heard name? people say he's not funny. The show that um, I heard you Kevin Hart. Show, that, that's always a Kevin Hart. Um Tiffany oh, Haddish. Uh, Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. Mad people I've heard that said that they don't Tiffany like Tiffany Haddish is that funny she's when she's funny. like giving good comedic lines in the movies her stand up she's, she's a like funny a, actor she's not a funny yeah funny comedian nah. nah but she, um, she's she's definitely better in the in the acting in the acting room, room. Yeah, one liners um hey man more power to Amanda Sue she wasn't bad on the view she was she was always you know trying to get the hot take but she wasn't bad a little bit controversial but um Amanda we love you only on insecure thank you speak for yourself speak for sir. yourself sir sip your sip your <laughs> Rose and speak for yourself, sir. Cheers. I think that Amanda. Um, I listen. I, I like I, I. I've been stated, uh, to say on this podcast before that I don't always agree with Amanda Sills, like uh, you said, distinguish. But I do feel like as a whole, she has, she has good potential to really make this this award show interesting especially because i think it's going to be digital in nature i was about to say it's, going, it's a virtual award show right yeah it's a digital in nature but i don't know if i'm watching um, that award show i do feel like she has a a large potential because we know her we know how she gets down she is going to like you said try and make a 
a political statement or a hot take. And I feel like because she has the ability and we've seen her go like really, really left with some of the things that she she brings to the table, um, that has a potential of either being really powerful or being one of those really controversial moments that we're going to be talking about from for weeks to come. So we'll see. I'm going to go on not- Twitter and I'm going to tag Amanda Sills and be like, honestly, we should have had Issa Rae and I'm probably going to tag Issa Rae. Good luck, sir. Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> that has uh, we, we got some some nominations, album of the year, uh, Because I Love You, Lizzo, Fever, Megan Thee Stallion, Homecoming, Beyonce, uh, Used to Know Her from Her, and Kirk the Baby, and Please Excuse Me uh, for Being Antisocial by Roddy Rich. I'm uh, going to give the might, album might of the that. year to Lizzo. Cause I love you. Cause Lizzo had a fire ass album. Lizzo had a great 2019. We can't front on Lizzo's reign and rise to power. Can't can't front on. I got it between Beyonce and Rowdy Rich. Nah, Rowdy Rich. Why? Huh? Homecoming. Rowdy Rich had a a fire. No, Rowdy Rich uh, has reception. a dope ass project. I don't think it beats Lizzo. Well, Homecoming was from 2018 though. Uh-oh. That. No, Uh-oh. but remember she re-released it. The live um, album. The, the, the live. live the live. Yeah. Yeah, that don't count. So, so we count uh, in don't. live albums, that but it's count. Beyonce. That's so I can count. see them. I can see them giving it to Beyonce just because it's Beyonce. That's That's trash. I personally feel like um, Roddy Rich because he had the number one song on the charts for months. What with song the was box. that? Um, I I think that a lot of young people were invested in him this year. What song Lizzo, what, what song was number one on the charts though from his album? The the box. The box. Oh the box oh yeah the box yeah that goes hard. Yeah that goes hard. I think it charted even longer than Lizzo's uh joint. Really? Oh shit. Yeah the box was number one for a while bro. Yeah, that joint so, did well for a while. So I'm interested I mean I'm not down down crediting Lizzo. Lizzo definitely is it all of these are not they're not bad nominations. They're not. Because Fever was a fire ass project from Megan Kirk, Estelle. Kirk Cra- wasn't crazy bad hits. either. It just felt Kirk like wasn't a bad. Hit. Yeah, it felt like more of a best female uh R and B pop. They got Beyonce, her, Janae Aiko, Kalani, Lizzo, Summer Walker. I'ma give it even though she be blowing mine, Summer Walker could take that because she be blowing my shit. I'm gonna I give got that- Summer Walker taking that too. I would say Lizzo personally. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, it's. It's. I don't think that these nominations. Nominations are, are on point. Best. They, they are on point. Best male pop artists. We got Anderson Pack, Chris Brown, Jaquees, Khalid, The Weeknd, and Usher. I'm gonna give it to Khalid. Uh, Khalid had a great year, bro. I'm gonna give it to Khalid. That nigga had an amazing 2019. But you know they what? might give it to Chris because Chris, Chris. I was about to say Chris, Chris had 176 Chris sounds, 776 <laughs> songs on his album, bro. Like whoa. Chris is up there for me. Chris. Usher and the rest of these niggas gotta go. I don't even. Know. Usher gotta go. <laughs> Usher and his herpes, but herpes never goes away. So shout out to Usher. Chris had a good year though. Um, Chris definitely had a good year. Um, <laughs> Khalid, Khalid just had a, a great project. Khalid's project was fire. Khalid's yeah, project Khalid, was Khalid's great. project was lit. The weekend, I didn't, I didn't have an issue with with the weekend's project either. But it was a little it, controversial, it get, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was middle ground. Some people liked it, some people hated it. The weekend, so 
I don't you see are it no taking... longer the weekend, nigga. You are the weekday. Do some new shit with Drizzy Drake and get back on the road. Let's see. I don't want to do all of them. Uh, best male hip hop artists. We got the baby, Drake, Future, uh, little baby, Roddy Rich, and Travis Scott. Let's give it to the baby. The baby had a hell of a 2019. Come on, little baby too though. Both yeah, let's give say... it to the baby. Okay. I would say little baby Roddy Richard Drake is taking that. For sure. Why is Drake I, taking out for 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 uh for, for what Scorpion? No, Drake. Remember, Drake just dropped not too long ago. Oh, the so demo I'm sure tapes. Counting that. Yeah, demo tapes. Okay. Um. Um. And he had the uh, Tootsie Slide in that. That definitely was a chart. It's topic. probably, so, it's probably gonna be the baby it. though, because the baby has probably been the most consistent out of everybody. For the past I, I would agree with that. Like, like consistently putting out songs that I actually okay. that I actually did pretty good. Drake is Drake, so we we can't disagree with Drake. Roddy yeah. is good; he came up, but I think the baby, in terms of consistency and putting out records, and actually having like a bunch of different songs, I think the baby did it. Best female hip hop artist is Cardi B, Doja Cat, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, and Sweetie. Meg. Damn, um, I might have to give it to Dojo, and I don't even fuck with her. Damn. Dojo's not getting that, yeah, especially Doja, not Doja, with the nah, with the nah. controversy. Dojo like, has BET some dope is ass not giving records. her that award. She has some dope records. She did, but BT is not going to definitely. BT yeah, does yeah. not want that controversy. It's going to go to of, Meg, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Meg or Nicki Minaj, and I don't know why they would give it to Nicki, but I could see them giving it to Nicki. What if niggas swindle and just give Meg. it to Erica Banks to fucking spite Meg Thee Stallion? What if they just give it to everybody? Uh, it's gonna be Meg. Meg that that um almost that Savage song is is huge. Yes, that you're true. true. It's huge because yes. of fucking Beyonce's remix. Nah, it was big before Beyonce's remix. Uh, video of the year. We got no guidance. We got Bop by the baby. We got higher with John Legend. We got say so Doja Cat. We got Hot Girl Summer. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion and we got the box Roddy Rich. I'm going to go with Chris Brown. I haven't one. seen more than half of those videos. I'm going to have to go with no guidance. Because Drake killed it at the end the, of the video. Drake the, destroyed the bop, that shit. The box the took, bop was, it took too long for them to release a video for the box. Yeah, the bop was still cool but it it wasn't up there. Higher? I don't think so. Doja Cat is just a dub period. Solid song Meg, though. That say so video was solid. Yeah, say, say so, so record, is say so is a, cause say so's is with Nicki Minaj, correct? That's the, the remix, remix yeah. is with it. But the it remix, I fuck the remix. with the remix heavy. Yeah, I fuck with the remix heavy. Nah, say so is a lit song, but it's a, just a dub for Doja. It's over. Oh, for it's, it's over okay. for her for sure. I'm a <laughs> I'm a I'm a smoke to some hookah and play Dojo just cause. <laughs> um, we're not doing video director. Best new artist, uh, da- Danny Lay. We got Little Nas X, Pop Smoke, Roddy Rich, Summer Walker, YBN, Corday. Let's give I'm it to the LGBTQ AI plus community. Let's give it to my man Little Nas X, okay? It's I just feel be like summer, he's summer um Roddy. Yeah, I feel like he's been out for a minute. So I'm Yeah, Nas if X he does isn't get a part it, of this conversation no more. Country Road was the biggest record of twenty nineteen. The Biggest records. Son. Was it 2019 or 2018? I feel like that was 2018. I'm about to look that shit up right now. I feel like that came out 2018, but we might be wrong. It might just have went up the charts really fast. Um, okay. Yeah, let's, let's check that. Yeah. It Either might be way. 2019, though. It might be 2019 because that joint shot up the charts. Like I mean, the shit, had, 
either 36 way, remixes. Either way, let's give it up to the um, LGBTQ AI plug. Cause they they always feel like we leave them out. Let's give these niggas an award, okay? It says one year ago, bro. Damn, twenty nineteen is literally one year ago. Goddamn. So it's definitely. I'm looking at the official video right now. Yep, Listen, May seventeenth, twenty nineteen, son. Listen, I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road, and I'm gonna ride that motherfucker till I can't no more. Okay. All right. That that song that that's probably the biggest record of twenty nineteen for sure. So he's 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 in. I mean, he's in the running. Uh. I was I still would say Roddy Rich and Summer might edge him out, but we he's definitely the third member of that okay. of that uh, uh-huh. situation. I mean, um, he, he likes playing the back role anyway, so if he's in the back, he's okay with that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, best movie, <laughs> Bad Boys for Life, Dolomite, <laughs> Harriet, Homecoming, a film by Beyonce, Just Mercy. Queen and Slim. These just, movies is kind of slapping. Just Mercy made me cry a few days ago when I saw it at work. Um, Queen and Slim, I had the privilege of seeing that. Emma, you know, Puerto Rican. I felt like I was in Puerto Rico when I seen it. Queen and Slim fucked me up. Um, Homecoming was nostalgic of all of the historical, um, historical black colleges. Um, the other two videos, I don't really think I gave those much well, movies, I don't think I gave those much, like, a thought when I seen them. I just seen it to seen it. So I would give it to, this is going to be tough. I mean, Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life, just, I mean, we seen that together. That that It's that, a nostalgic, but that, it wasn't the best. Yeah, that plot threw me for a loop, though. That plot at the end was crazy. That was a crazy I mean, process. I enjoyed it. I I think it has a, a high potential. I'm going to give it to Beyonce. Uh, I'm going to give it to I think Just Mercy has been building up a lot of steam as of late. So, I mean, I think the awards are next week. I don't know if that's going to translate. But Just Mercy has been a a more spoken about movie. Just Mercy is a really Um, good movie. And and then Queen and Slim was revolutionary when it came out. Yeah, Queen and Slim changed the game, actually. Yeah, Queen and Slim changed the game. I'm going to give it to Beyonce, Um, though. Homecoming. I'm going to give it to Beyonce. Yeah, that we're not gonna go through the rest of these. The rest of it is like sports and everything else. Fuck so, sports. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, fuck sports. Um, let's move on though. So we are finally here with this J Cole. Here we go, J Cole, snow on the bluff. So J Cole dropped a new song. I want to say on Tuesday, called "Snow on the Bluff," mm. and it caused a huge outrage, mostly with uh women activists and black women as a whole um so before we get into our personal stances on it are there merits on both sides of the argument so what are the merits that you guys see on both sides of the argument the people who have an issue with it and the people who don't have an issue with it i listened to it like two or three times and like (laughs) <laughs> let me gather my thoughts a little bit. Why don't y'all can go? Let me, let me go. You go first. Let me gather my thoughts a little bit. I mean, I'll go first while, while y'all are thinking about it. So the merits on the people who have an issue with it, the, the, the pieces that I'm, I'm understanding is the first thing is 
your interpretation of the song. How you decide to interpret the song is going to dictate whether you feel like it's destructive or constructive. So the two sides that I'm seeing people, a lot of people are seeing the song as an actual diss record or derogatory record towards No Name, who is the, the rapper that a lot of people feel like is directed towards. Um, and if you take the stance that the entire song is directed towards no name and is meant to demean what demean her in some type of way for checking or or saying something against J. Cole, then I can understand why people feel like it was unnecessary. The other piece um, of it that I would say is whenever you say anything with tone in it directed at a woman you run the risk of it being digested poorly now on the other side um and this is how i feel personally i don't think that the record was about no name in totality like i think that i think that j cole in my opinion because there's obviously different interpretations I think in 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 my opinion J Cole was being introspective and using a situation that he personally went through to then make a commentary on social discourse that's happening right now in America between black people who are who consider themselves woke, who consider themselves activists, who consider themselves on the front line and just black in general. I see on an everyday basis exactly what he was talking about in that song. And you can change, you can take no name out of it and you can put men in there. You could put women in there, but you, there's a lot of discourse happening, especially around black lives and uh, what we're supposed to do in terms of the movement. You got people arguing with people over looting. Should we be looting? Should we not? Uh, we got people arguing about rioting. Should we be rioting? Should we not? We got people arguing about protesting. Is it even worth it? Does it work? And, and the discourse is nasty between people. It's not on some like, well, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. And I think, uh, he used that interaction between him and if it's no miss no name or, uh, no, if rapper, no name, if it's between her and him. He's using that conversation to then reflect on how he felt, his mistakes and how he handled the information he received. And then the final conclusion that he came to where it was like, damn, you know what? I thought I was doing enough, but maybe I'm not. So there's two different ways to look at it. If you decide to look at it as a diss track, if you decide to look at it as the entire song is directed specifically to no name and every bar is about that interaction, then I do see why you may feel like saying there's something about the queen's tone that I don't like and um, him breaking down all these different things about, yo, you should spoon feed people. If you think it's directed towards a black woman and that's it, that's what you're taking from the song. I understand the outrage, but me personally, I didn't interpret the song that way. I interpreted it on the other side where it's a commentary on social discourse using this particular incident where he admits to digesting it the wrong way initially, where he's like, 
yo, I understand that you're smarter than me, this, that, and the third, but, you know, when you called me out like that, I felt like it, I didn't receive the energy well, and I, I'm noticing that this is happening amongst our people at this particular time uh, in very different pockets in the discourse. At least that's how I saw it. So I didn't interpret it the way that a lot of people have that I see taking offense from it. Nonetheless, that is their understanding. But if you guys have any other merits um, on both sides of the argument that you may see, I want to add. Um, I guess I'll go. I'll go. So, you know, I think that when I first heard the record, how I interpreted the record is just him saying basically like, listen, he perceives her to be a smart, intelligent person, but don't let your, your personal biases or your personal beliefs overshadow let me plug this shit out, son. <laughs> I'm using my charger and it keeps fucking falling every time I move. Um, and I see a lot of people do this thing where they criticize people simply because they're ignorant of something. And mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of times, rather than trying to just educate people, don't stop going into this phase of criticizing them simply because they're not aware or as aware as you are or as enlightened as you are so you know enlightened we mm. we gotta keep it a stack we really do and i said this online there are literally like let's stop let, let us all stop the, the the conversation for one moment and really be real with each other there are people on twitter and instagram and facebook that are just waiting for people to not use the right terminology, to be ignorant about something, or to not know something to the fullest extent, so that they can jump all over them to be like, look how much I know, and you don't know anything. And it's, and it's not in a positive way. It's not in a way where they're trying to teach that person, or even put them on a path for them to learn themselves. It's oftentimes, and I, I see the interactions, like I don't always engage with it, but I literally look at it and it's always nasty. It's always like, oh, well, if you knew this, you wouldn't say that stupid. And it's like specifically on Twitter, it's, it's worse. On Twitter, it's the worst. I, and that should be, yo, I, I was at the, um, the other day I went to uh, one of my friends. Y'all now know the rest. I pulled up over there and there was a, 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 a click of black excellence. I'm going to put it like that. <laughs> and... um. <laughs> I got looped into a conversation <laughs> and it was interesting because as I consider myself a researcher and I can, I try to educate myself as much as I can. But when you sit and you listen to certain things and people tell you different things and they present, I don't want to say alternative facts, but they present facts of their own findings right. of their own research. It's an enlightenment, bro. And there's no, I, there's no reason for me. I never felt like I was being down talked or being, mm. you know, like I was like they were like pitying my intelligence. It was like it was literally like yo, young, young black. And it's funny because they don't use the term black. So um, you know, everything is, you know, brethren, sister, young melanated brother, shit like mm-hmm. that. But just comparing our knowledges, 
and you know how they felt about this the whole black lives matter movement and what their perspective is of that and you know their knowledge on that and how they perceive it and all this extra stuff and i like that if i'm not as knowledgeable of you if i'm ignorant to something don't criticize me because i just don't have the same wealth of knowledge as you do instead try right. to educate me on it and don't do it in a way that you're deme- that you're you know that you're um the word isn't coming to my head right now don't demeaning demeaning like don't don't try to demean me like as if though i'm not i'm not just as intelligent it's just a matter of you have a further knowledge on this than i do so educate me on it so that i can now take that said knowledge and pass it on to my people now because the point is to spread the knowledge and I- if the point is to spread the knowledge that and that's see that's where we come into a little bit of an issue I don't think the point is for some for some individuals. I don't think the point is to spread knowledge. I think the point is to get a bunch of likes and retweets. I think the point sometimes is to be heralded as some form of a hero by checking someone that's ignorant. And now, don't get me wrong. There are instances where the ignorance is either willfully you're you're willfully being ignorant. And you're saying things to trigger people. And obviously you should be checked for that. But then there are instances where someone simply just does not know. Or their belief about something is different from yours. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to attack them because they believe something differently. And, and let's, let's make the conversation clear. We're talking about attacking somebody. and. That is the difference because I, I see this narrative being pushed too about, well, a black woman's job isn't to spoon feed a grown ass man knowledge. He can go on Google just like she can. We are missing the fucking point with that. Like that is no it, it has nothing to do with black men versus black women. That's number one. Nobody learns. The majority of people do not learn well by being demeaned while also being taught. So if you bring it back to school and somebody uh, had wrote this and I, I agree with it, if you bring it back to school, the teachers that you liked weren't the teachers that made you feel less than. In fact, studies show the teachers that made you feel like you couldn't make it or whatever the case is tend to lower your ability to feel like you can get the work done. So if I'm in a conversation with somebody and they start getting wild at the tongue they start getting crazy with me cursing me out or telling me i'm stupid or whatever i'm no longer taking in the information that they they may be right about they might have all the facts that i don't have i'm more focused now on the fact that you're cursing me out or your energy is being wild rude and reckless and now i'm trying to match that energy or i may i may match that energy so i don't i i think we got to step away from this narrative that Oh, well, she shouldn't have to spoon feed him. If if the point and if the mission is to get us all on the same page and get everybody to be knowledgeable, then there should be no reason why she wouldn't want to give that information willingly. It's nobody's job to give anybody any said information. But if if my mission is to teach my brothers and sisters that they're ignorant in what they know at the moment and they need to be looking at it from another perspective, 
then I have to meet certain people where they're at. That's the real reality. You, you, we, we are educators. If I tell some of these kids what I really want, like I really want to tell them sometimes when they're giving us a hard time about learning something, them kids would hate us and they would not learn from us. You have to meet them where they're at all the time. You have to literally sit there and be like, damn, I'm breaking this down. I'm getting frustrated. But if I sit here and spaz out on them, they're not going to come back to this program or they're not going to listen to me no more. And I get it. Somebody made a point that was like, oh, well, sometimes if you say something harshly to somebody, they get it quicker than if you give it to them softly. Like you, you get spanked for touching something. You're less likely to do it than, you know, if I say, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But if I slap you and say, don't do it you, as a child, you may not do it again. Yes and no. That doesn't that doesn't work in every scenario, especially not online where we're not. I can't tell your tone. I can't read the room. I can't read your face. All I know is that if if I'm reading these words and they look like attacking words, my defenses are going to go up. And and our and our our quote unquote woke people have to realize that if you're only talking to other quote unquote woke people, it's defeating the purpose. And I think it's a big part of if you have the knowledge and you have this information and you go talk to someone else that's on the same path with you. Right. If me, and you have similar beliefs and all we do is we we're talk not teaching. Up, you're not actually exactly. You're not actually <laughs> teaching anybody. The point is to take that knowledge and spread it to the people who don't have the same depth. And that's how you spread the knowledge. That's how you effectively make people get the understanding. If you want other people to be woke and if you want other people to have a more vast knowledge about our culture, about our history, about what it means to be black and what it means to stand up for your rights and all these extra stuff, you can't do that only surrounding yourself with people who have those interests as well. I know we talk about all the time surround yourself with people with a similar interest, but when it comes to knowledge, it's a little bit more different than that. If, if you're making it your mission to... to educate people if you're saying that's part of what you do or what you want then yeah sometimes that includes being in uncomfortable conversations with people that are not on the exact same page as you and as much as information information keeps changing nowadays one moment we support black lives matter then i'm seeing a thousand posts about oh well where's the money for black lives matter going we shouldn't support them da 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 like when the when the the information changes day to day you can't be upset at somebody not knowing what you know or what you perceive to know. And then, facts. as you said, Flo, it's not alternative facts, but you can find a fact to back up your point of view almost anywhere on the Internet nowadays. Facts. You, you can find a conspiracy theory and all the facts that support that evidence. You can find evidence that that debunks it. Like, so knowledge is not so concrete that everybody knows it. And a lot of 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 certain things are still theories. They're not fact. They're theories that people have subscribed themselves to because it makes sense to them. And that's okay, but you can't get mad when someone says, oh, I know about that theory, but I think I think about it dis- differently. You guys can have a discourse, but then when it starts getting nasty, it's like, all right. And I'm not saying that that's what happened with No Name. She put out a tweet that basically challenged the black leaders um, that she felt you know, could have been doing more. Um, 
And we don't really know who she was talking about or where that came from. But J. Cole felt like it might have been directed towards him. Um, that's the narrative being painted. We don't even know if, if his response was in regards to her. So that brings me to the next question, though. Do we feel like this song is being taken out of context? Yeah, the song is definitely being taken out of context because I feel like people listen to J. Cole and then listen to what J. Cole had to say. And there's a difference. Mm. Mm. What do you mean by that? So I feel like they listened to J. Cole because they know J. Cole speaks on these issues. He's been speaking on these issues for years, but they didn't listen to the song because they felt like the song attacked what they believed in. And because most people that I feel like listened to the record were people that were at the time emotionally unstable in whether or not J. Cole was addressing the issue versus coming at them. And he was we kinda, gotta keep it a, he was kind of doing both. We gotta keep it a stat. I think a lot of people on Twitter are triggered because he kind of came at Twitter culture. Oh hell this yeah. Is, he, J. Cole destroyed Twitter culture in that record. He really This is Twitter. the culture of Twitter. Like again, this is not a in my opinion, the record is not about Miss No Name. It's not. Uh it, it, it's not. It it was a reflect in my opinion, it was a reflective uh record that started out talking about his interaction that could have been with her, but then went on to talk about how we discourse with one another verbally. And I think that a lot of that was directed towards Twitter culture where someone puts out a tweet, someone else takes it out of context or understands it as they understand it. And then instead of it just being like a conversation, maybe a DM, like, yo, you really believe that or what's good with this? It becomes a a a thing where now I'm bombasting you in front of however many followers you got and I got. And I'm trying to get a retweet, so I'm not even saying it in a respectful way. I'm saying it so that I can get clout, um, and it, and it becomes one of those situations. Obviously, that's not everybody, but a lot of what is on Twitter is somebody saying something, and it's somebody rebutting it and sounding like they are the master in that realm, and everybody liking and retweeting and uh, going on about it. Um, I do feel like it's also taken out of context because it became an issue of quote unquote tone policing, which is some shit niggas just made up this week. Oh, and oh, yeah. it, and it became an issue of black men versus black women and and telling and what black misogyny. And I just don't. I understand the Yo, sentiment. That word I, gets I, thrown around so much, bro. I don't know. Well, that's the point. That's the problem, I think, is I think that when we start to just throw, cast a large net over everything, it kind of dilutes um, certain things. And I get it. If you're looking at him saying, uh, Queen, you need to watch your tone. Yes, that can come off misogynistic. I just don't, me personally, I just don't feel like that was what he was going for with that. You also, we also have to understand this is an art form and he's trying to rhyme. So that may have been part of his rhyming scheme. Like that might've been the word that he, he felt could rhyme the best. Like I, I just, I get it. Like whenever you tell, again, as a male, whenever you tell a woman, don't matter the, the context of it. Whenever you tell a woman that they need to watch their tone, you're putting yourself in, in a space where people are going to look at you funny. So I totally understand that. But the the issue I, I'm coming across is 
the overall message of the record wasn't that. And I feel like the message is being lost and hijacked into a gender issue, which if that's the the, the conversation we want to have as a nation, because obviously what happened with Toyin is in the same week that this record dropped and a lot of different things uh, with men and women. You got the young lady thrown in the garbage can this week and you got the young lady who was hit with the skateboard all happening this week. So if that's the conversation we want to have about, yo, men and women need a different kind of discourse between one another, cool. I just don't know if this is the record that sparks all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's me. <sighs> Hate it or love it. J. Cole's back in the conversation. We, well, we're looking forward to that 2020 album. Thank you. Thank you, Jermaine Cole. Thank you. Cole World. It is a cold world, clearly. Yeah. Um, the last thing I want to say about it is, and this goes back to the broader conversation we were having about men and women, um, black men and women specifically, the law of attraction still is in play um, for those who believe in that. And I think a lot of our spiritual brothers and sisters still believe in the law of attraction. The more you put out a certain message, ideology, and feeling, the more it will return to you um, on a micro level and a macro level. So the more we do put out the ideology that niggas ain't shit, the more niggas that ain't shit are going to be attracted to your circle solely because your mind is kind of focused on proving that point and the same thing with niggas who say women ain't shit you're going to keep coming across women that ain't shit because your mind is focused on proving that point that it needs to be validated and so you're going to keep coming across the same type of people that kind of give you that same energy until you start to change your mindset that um, is a, obviously that is a major fact it doesn't matter what race you are if you're attracted to spicy woman, you're going to find a spicy chick. Don't matter what race she is. If you like spicy woman and you like you like women that's going to challenge you, then that's the type of woman that's going to be that you're going to be attracted to. At the end of the day, law of attraction is a real thing like what X said and if as a man if you want if if you want a quote-unquote more submissive woman, you're going to find a more submissive woman. If Meow. you like a little bit of spice, you're going to find a chick with a little bit of spice. If you like an opinionated woman, you're going to find a woman that's opinionated. That's that's just the reality of it. And the same thing with women. If you like a guy that's a bit more strong-minded, that challenges everything you say, you can't say that I can't stand niggas, but at the same time, you keep going for that same type of person. <laughs> you feel me? Like, that's true. That's contradict. Like, you're not actually helping yourself. You can't be that she niggas just, ain't she, shit. But every time I see argue. you, nah. But it's like a lot of times, so and this is not just about black women. It's about a lot of women in general and men too, because men do the same thing. You can't say you don't like. And what I'm gonna cater this strictly more for our black women. You can't say that niggas ain't shit. But every time I see you, you with a nigga that's about all of the shits. You with a nigga mm. that loves the action. You with a nigga that sells drugs. You with a nigga that you know is no good for you. 
but yet you want to say that he ain't good, but you know that. And that's and and that's honestly, bro. <laughs> you know that that's from personal experience too, because I've I've seen We've it live. Seen it with our eyes, happen, bro. <laughs> I've seen it live multiple occasions. You know, shake shack, nigga, shake shack. We gotta, you know, we have to clarify. Obviously, we are not talking about <laughs> some dog ass nigga that is abusing and and all that other, you know, the the recklessness with with niggas hitting women with skateboards and shit. Like those niggas is <laughs> no, they is they ridiculous. Yeah, they but I'm talking about you. You talking about yo? You want to be in a stable relationship, but you keep chasing the nigga that you know cheat. And you and this nigga done cheated on you already. So you went back to him knowing he cheated. Mm-hmm. Or you sitting there and you talking about, oh, you know, bro, I want to settle down. But you in the club every night. Every night. Trying to trying to get trying him to something. Trying to get some new ass. Or, or you going to say, oh, this and that. Niggas ain't shit. Niggas ain't that. Well, yet you talking to five different dudes. Five. You know what I mean? You talking to five different dudes. Or you gonna say, oh, this thing is a bum, but you knew he didn't have a job. You can't, you can't, you can't. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I I don't know. Like, like we said, law of attraction is a real thing. And you gotta put certain things into accountability. Like, you can't say, I'm not defending the bum ass nigga who likes to hit women. But, <laughs> but if you know he has a tendency to do that, right, don't right. be with him. Clean. That's, clean. A, that's a reality. That's a, rea- that's a reality. You, you see the traits early on. If I'm clean. with a chick and two Or you months, have prior knowledge. That's it too. It's like, if, and, and sometimes you don't even have the prior knowledge, bro. But if you're two months into dating or two months into your relationship and as a man, sure you done did some shit that made me be like, yo, she got a wild temper. That's a red flag. And if you're dating a dude and two months into y'all dating, he's talking about, yo, what, who you talking to? Who you fuck you on your phone with? And he starts to show those aggressive type of tendencies. That shit's not cute. That's a red that shit flag. Is not cute. Pay attention to ladies, the red flags. Ladies, do not dismiss those micro aggressions those little things do not dismiss them things because it's not cute like if he's doing extra shit and it's putting is making you uncomfortable early on don't dismiss it don't try and put it to bed like take it for what it is and that's really the reality of the situation Thanks. um and 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 same thing with with guys you can't be out here talking about, yo, oh, she's a gold digger, but you only went to go speak to her because you see her getting money in Starlets every Big night. Facts, you want to smack that ass. Or you, you knew she was a gold digger from jump because the first few weeks y'all hung out, she wanted you to buy stuff for her. <laughs> now, six months down the road, she, you realize that she really just be pulling in your pockets. Then you can't, you can't be mad. I'm, and I'm also I'm also talking about the niggas that be creeping on Instagram. They see the little starlets posting their pictures every now and then, and then get mad when the only time Shorty want to see you is at starlets when you spending two racks. Like you you didn't get got, sir. You put yourself in that position 
to have shorty run your pockets. Facts. And and then you want to run around calling all women gold gold diggers, and that that ain't it. <laughs> like that's right. not it. You you attracted that. You were okay with that until you weren't, and that was probably when you realized you couldn't pay your rent. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like, I, it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's just like yo, you can't. You gotta look at the, you know that the saying that they say you can't turn a a. a and I ain't gonna say that. But at the end of the you day, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. I got you, brother. I mean, I got you could. You, you could possibly can. You possibly can. However, Which one of us has met, done that on the podcast? If you if you've met a shorty and you know she likes to go clubbing, you know she's about that party. None life, of us. You can't expect her to completely change just because now you're in a relationship and you demand her to be chill bill with you now. That's not and you can't demand shit. You can't. I was having a conversation with a young lady yesterday, and and it's funny. We were speaking about the same exact thing. You you can't demand anything from anybody. It's either y'all on the same page, y'all working to be on the same page, or y'all not. So I can tell you, like, yo, you know, I ha- kind of have an issue with this, that, and the third, and it's still up to the person I'm with to be like, okay, or that's good for you, nigga. I'm still about to be out in these clubs. Right. Like, I'm, about I'm still to dig about to... deep on her backside. Facts. I'm about to um, <laughs> bust it, bust it open at wherever. So it's like, you can't, you really can't demand anything from anybody. So how you get upset when now all of a sudden she's not doing things that you think she's supposed to be doing? Like that, that's just, it's, it's all part of the, the same system. You gotta, you gotta really put out what you want to come back to you. Um, speaking of something that we are not manifesting, niggas dragged Kendrick. Kendrick, so Top Dog said, uh, "Yeah, Kendrick ain't dropping that album because y'all niggas don't appreciate him." After people kind of was coming at him talking about he hasn't been um, out here doing a lot for the movement. Um, little did they know is. that Kendrick has been to a few protests um marching with the people so uh yeah that's what that's what twitter culture has manifested uh gospel rapper lecrae mm. i know y'all niggas saw this shit shout out to my nigga Gos- lecrae his name is spelled wrong on our agenda but shout out to lecrae lecrae um went to a he went on a tv show okay and there were two white pastors, and one of the pastors said that slavery was a blessing for white folks. And Lecrae just sat there and nodded his head. And a lot of people dragged him um, because he didn't acknowledge what the pastor said um, or check the pastor. Damn. So are people being unfair in that? Or what? how do you guys feel? Listen, Christians be coming down on every fucking body. It's time for these niggas to get a dose of their own medicine. God is still good. He just is king. I'm not going to say, maybe he used the wrong term, <laughs> blessing. But in a small sense, it was a blessing for them. Because it gave them a hell of a head start against our against 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 everybody else. They literally... They literally, they literally took and got a whole, made wealth, like a lot of wealth and established themselves in a different way. So blessing, depending on the context of how he used it, could seem weird. But in reality, it was a blessing for them. 
because without our hard ass work that our ancestors put in, they would have not been in the position they're in right now. So, well, I expect a white man to believe that or say something of that nature. I don't expect a black man to sit there and allow that to happen without any type of reciprocity, without any type of correction or steering. And I think that that's the issue that most people are having is that he just shook his head and on camera didn't say anything. He claims that afterwards, after the conversation, he spoke to the pastor and um, said, you know, that he didn't agree with what he what he had to say regarding a blessing. But um, I definitely think that there should have been some correction, especially knowing that it was a live TV uh, event or a live event, whatever, wherever it was, was posted. But it was, a, it was an event where it needed to be addressed, not off camera. It needed to be something that, respectfully, you don't have to go rah-rah every time you hear something like we just spoke about. You hear something that you don't like, you don't got to go rah-rah about it. But respectfully, I think he should have said something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have a, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a blessing in any way, shape or form, in my opinion. I think, again, I, I could see an ignorant white person saying that because in their mind, uh, like you said, they benefited. Um, but anything that deals with children losing hands and feet because a slave master wants to chop it off to teach uh his quote his quote on his slaves a, a lesson any situation with people getting raped and all of that you could you could del- del- delude yourself into believing that's some form of a blessing but that's nothing but evil shit that you're doing so um They benefited 100% off of our well, that would be hard work. That would be the word. You know, it's true that we benefited from, but to say it was a blessing, that was the wrong to, 10 to 12. thing to say. That's, that's not. And I'm... That... Shit, we that, finished. Uh, God. I guess he was trying to speak religiously, vagina. and he used the word blessing, like, but I'm waiting, regardless of the yes, fact that nigga. I would never Blow use blessing shit. to... Boy! Uh, describe slavery, <laughs> regardless of the benefits that the race received through it. I mean, that's that's not debatable. Mm-hmm. Yes, there were benefits to for them, uh, while on off the backs of people's lives mm-hmm. and entire countries were built. So you know, so it was we yeah they benefited, but blessing makes it seem like there was some holy component to it or healthy component yeah, to in, it. Yeah, in the context of religion, it. it makes it seem like it was it was given from God. That's what a blessing is. Something that right. something that was given to you from the higher power for for undefined reasons. So damn sure wasn't that. That definitely wasn't that was very on purpose. Y'all y'all cats did that on purpose. Y'all y'all knew what y'all were doing. Y'all did it for the this profit. Some, this some good manipulated. Ass manipulated alicia 
Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys and John Legend, uh, Juneteenth, they are doing a versus. Who y'all got for that? I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a versus on Juneteenth. I'm sorry. Who do you have winning? John Legend has a nice voice. Alicia Keys could kind of sing. I don't know whoever whoever got the both the best the best records at the end of the night. I don't know. D flow, who you got? I want to go with Keys. A lot of people are saying Keys. I don't. I don't think John Legend is is going to get swept. A lot of people feel like he's going to get swept. I don't think he's going to get swept, but I think that, you know, he ain't, he don't got it. Okay. I think he has right. a, a lot of sleeping records that people don't, that he's written and produced that a lot of people don't remember, but he got some joints yeah. under his belt. Because early 2000s, John Legend was slapping, and right. I don't think people remember. He was killing for a little bit, a bit when Kanye first came out. It was him, John Legend, and Common all day. All right. Um, okay. Mo- moving right along. Thank you, John Legend. Okay. Uh, so a lot of people have been criticizing the protests as of late. People coming at Black Lives Matter, as I, I spoke about earlier. Um, people criticizing painting um, on the streets. Um, people criticizing businesses, changing racist mascots and stuff like that. Um, are we going to derail the movement through just criticizing or is there a benefit to criticizing these things? We're not going to derail the movement, but you can't tell me that Netflix all of a sudden is going to change their fucking logo and then put when you go on Netflix, the first thing you see is view the black, the, um, the, the Black Lives Matter collection. Are y'all fucking kidding me? Now? Nah, I'm off that. I go to fucking Amazon. Amazon got the same shit. I think they named it something different, but it was basically the Black Lives Matter collection. They show you all these movies. By the way, Just Mercy used to be a movie that you had to purchase on Amazon. Guess fucking what? Just Mercy is a free fucking movie on Amazon. I'm not here for this shit. Companies is donating money to these organizations, to Black Lives Matter, to these CBOs, to these churches, I'm like, all of a sudden, everybody, and we we said this on the podcast, everybody's jumping behind the wagon to see how their company can serve in this relevancy period of Black Lives Matter. Get the fuck out of here. I'm Gucci, bro. I'm not falling for the okie doke. I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. I'm not drinking your Kool-Aid. I'm not. In the words of Hove, I don't believe you. You're going to need some more people. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Um, I mean, I get the sentiment. I don't see the issue with them donating millions of dollars and things of that nature. I think it's a cover up. I think it's to shut us up. I hear you, but I don't really see a benefit for them doing that besides being in the news cycle for a week saying that they were on the right side of things. I mean, you have a valid point in people like Taco Bell who put up. Uh, last week, they put up a message saying they stand with Black Lives Matter, but then fired a young man this week for wearing a Black Lives Matters mask. Trash. Um, so, like, in that aspect of it, I agree um, that there are some companies just trying to be relevant and using the time and, and what's happening as a trend. 
But I also think that because we live in this type of society and age where everything is trendy, it's very hard to also parcel out who may be doing it because they actually want to make a difference. And I think that we have to kind of wait and see that. I don't, I would, I don't, I would caution being cynical against everybody that is deciding to do something like doing little micro things that look big, but really do nothing. I could definitely understand that. Like changing a mascot 60 years later or a century later after you've been using Aunt Jemima for whatever. Um, but now you you really are, quote unquote, taking heed to the moment. You know, that's that that's not going to make me think that your company's not racist. So I, I definitely get that. But if you're donating 30 million to, to see police reform uh, or whatever have you. Some that's substantial to me. I think you're at least attempting to push things forward. I'm all for I'm all for the support. I, I think the companies who have helped funded it because I told you I said it from a couple episodes back. It's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of resources, and you need the people to be in support of it. And um, you know, in order for these things to happen, but. Um, a lot of it is clout. A lot of it is hype. A lot of it are just doing it because to save face, as they would say. A lot of them are just doing it because it seems like the right thing to do, quote unquote. So, you know, I just hope that it it's more than a trend, and that's my biggest fear about right. all of this. I just don't. I it trends for a little bit, and then. And it goes and away. It goes away, and we're back to the same place we are in. I like. I hope that the, at the end of this, we see real reform. We see real equality, because at the end of the day, it's not that black. It's not that only black lives matter. It's a fact that our lives don't matter as much as y'all apparently. So mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people don't don't. A lot of people misconstrued. I had a big argument with a friend of mine the other day because they didn't comprehend why we're saying Black Lives Matter. Like we're trying to make our lives seem more important than everyone else. And it's not that. It's just that it's not as important as everybody else. I just don't understand how people get to that point. Like I don't understand how people take Black Lives Matter to mean Black Lives Matter more than other people's lives it's the complete I, I, opposite bro like i i really got, <laughs> i had to get a little bit irate about it because i'm just like and it's funny because i was and it was i was talking to a spanish person and he was just like well i just feel like that y'all acting as if though like y'all matter more than everybody else i said yo if you get pulled over by the police and i get pulled over by the police i'm three times more likely to get locked up my nigga that's the right. fucking or, difference. Or die. Or die. I'm just like that. If that doesn't make shit more relevant to you, my bro, I don't know what else to tell you. That's the whole point of saying my life matters too, bro. You get Period. to go home after this. I might not. That's a flip of the coin for me. But it's most Period. likely for you. That's the difference. And it's not until I've got that point across and he was just like. So that that's how you guys perceive it, my nigga. That's what, what the fuck we mean. It's not a matter of perception. I mean, the words the words are literally "Black Lives Matter." The words are are not I "Black Lives Matter" more. Two 
at the end, <laughs> it makes the difference. Like the slogan, we had to say Black Lives Matter too, guys. No, Black Lives Matter. It's a statement. Our lives matter because our lives are more at risk than everyone else. It's as simple as that. To my white friends who are on the fence, to my Hispanic friends who are on the fence, because I have a lot of Hispanic friends. You know, I come from a Hispanic country. Right. I have a lot of Hispanic friends who are on the fence about this. And I have a lot of friends back home where I'm from who are conflicted with this because racism isn't as relevant as classism where I'm from. So Mm. I have to make people understand I wasn't even as aware of how bad racism was till I moved to this fucking country. Because growing up, classism is the only thing you really worry about. It's the rich. It's either you're rich or you're poor. But racism wasn't as much of a big issue as it is over here. So have a clear understanding, guys. We're not saying that only black lives matter. We're saying that our lives matter just as much as y'all. That's all we're saying. Right. I mean, you could take it to COVID-19 where right now Florida is becoming, it looks like Florida may become the epicenter. Um, And a lot of other places like Nevada and uh, Texas where they didn't take restrictions seriously in the beginning, where that is affecting black people more. You could look at the fact that black people keep being found hung in parks and on trees. I mean, there's a number of different ways you can look at it where it's just black lives matter. Um, And that leads us to Kaepernick in the NFL, um, where the Chargers have reported, the Chargers coach has said that he is interested in seeing Kaepernick work out. And he thinks that Kaepernick would fit good on the Chargers team coming up. This thing which you've been saying that you don't know how you feel about Kaepernick. How do you feel about this particular situ- situation if he ends up rejoining um, NFL team? Long story short, brothers. Babe, died again. Long story short, I don't know where I'm at with Kaepernick after the shit he pulled the other day. So, to be honest, I don't give a fuck what's happening with Colin Kaepernick. Um... To be honest, I really I, I don't care what's happening with him. Um, I feel like when he when he pulled that move, when he was um moving from one f- football field to the next and had all those reporters figure out where the fuck he was at and you know his little smeal at the end, he threw me for a loop. So I don't really care what's going on with Kaepernick right now. I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm less I'm I'm less invested in the Colin Kaepernick on a football team story um than I was originally before that incident, but I do not feel like it makes him a hypocrite if he does rejoin the team, especially with the fact that the NFL um ha- is attempting to mend its race relations um, with making a partnership with Jay-Z with their donations. I think they said a hundred million to, to uh, making things uh, happen uh, regarding race and police brutality and things of that nature. So in a sense, his point was made. 
Roger Goodell apologized to him uh, to some extent. I think he said in name two, he said he implores football teams to put Colin Kaepernick on. And he thinks that that would be a good idea. So in a sense, he's won the battle that he started, the, the purpose that he had put out in the beginning, which was to bring awareness to the league and also um, to show that the league was being hypocritical. He got them to to admit to it. He got changes to happen to the league regarding race. Um, if they kneel, there's not going to be an issue, supposedly. So in a sense, he won. And in that capacity, him rejoining wouldn't necessarily mean hypocrite. When he rejoins, I would love to see if he continues to be an activist um, and how that looks. I'm sure he will, but I would love to see how that looks. Um, but I am less invested in the whole, will he join a team? Will he play football ever again? I do feel like it's a high percentage that he will because of what's happening now, though. No comment. Um, yeah, I have no comment on that. Supreme Court had two major rulings this week for those interested. So, uh, which I didn't know. Apparently businesses legally could still discriminate against the LGBTQ in the workplace. Um, and I guess not hire somebody because they represented that culture. So the Supreme court ruled this week that that is illegal. And under the civil rights act, um, it also includes sexual orientation and um sex what was the other part of it let me look really quick um and gender identity which aren't necessarily written in the law um but they're saying that it is included so that is a big win uh for human rights in general it, that's crazy that that there was a legal matter in terms of denying somebody uh work in that regards. And then the second was DACA. Um, the president has been trying to repeal DACA, which basically says that any child brought here um, by an immigrant parent can stay here. Um, and so that was trying to be repealed, but the Supreme Court said no. So two major victories in that, that instance um, in the world of politics. And before we get out of here, Carol's Law. Carol's Law, basically, Carol Horn was an officer. I don't know if you guys are aware of the story. So Carol Horn was an ex-officer, is an ex-officer, rather, who was fired for stopping her partner from choking out a black man. Her partner was white, and the person that he was choking was black, and she stopped him from doing it, saying that, yo, you're, you're choking him out. You're going to hurt him, and was fired because of it. Um, so they took her pension away as well. And it got so bad that she was homeless at a point. And so she's been fighting and getting a lot of traction regarding, uh, putting a law into place called Carol. I'm sorry. Her name is not Carol is Carriol. Carriol's law. Um, and Carriol's law basically would say that you are responsible to stop your partner in policing 
if they are doing something that is harming a uh, perpetrator or harming someone who did something foul. So not only would it be illegal for a police department or police force to do something against you, because we all know about the blue wall and things like that, but you would actually be responsible to stop for stopping your partner from doing something against a perpetrator. Um, yeah, so the, the final two things before we go, John Bolton has a tell-all book coming out, and he basically says that Trump asked China for help for this election, and he also says that Trump has given dictators around the world, uh, I guess, I don't know what you want to call them, but basically bribery in a sense is what he was alluding to. Um, But a lot of people are kind of like, why now? Why are you willing to say something now, but you could have testified in front of the Senate um, when the Senate hearings were going. So a lot of people kind of discrediting that. And then finally, B. Simone got caught out here plagiarizing after talking about, you know, if you got a nine to five, she don't want to fuck with you. Uh, is this karma or like ironic? How do y'all, how do y'all feel about, about that statement now that this plagiarism thing is in play. I don't know, bro. She been walkie with from since the, the baby situation. So I don't know. Very. It's very funny to see things kind of go full circle as quick as they did in terms of humility. Again, her preference is her preference, but it just seemed like the way she, what she meant kind of was alluding that entrepreneur was better than, and I guess it's not when you out here plagiarizing. Um, and the book says it's written by you, but it's really written by your team, as you said. I hear you, um, man. And I, I'm, I'm talking. A, a, I'm sorry, bro. I just want to say, like, I'm a full, 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 full believer in entrepreneurship and being an entrepreneur. I do believe in this country. The only way to truly get wealth is being an entrepreneur. But you know. We're in a system where that's easier said than done to really gain success off of it. So a lot of us are stuck working working at J-O-B. But, you know, when it comes to her in particular, she's, like I said, I've just been off of it since I know she's just been doing certain things with the clout. So, yeah. What's the tough knot, broski? Yo, the tough knot is really and truly... um understand that there's a war going on outside we ain't safe from all right everybody be safe on juneteenth by the time you hear this episode it will be next week tuesday um whatever the fuck you're doing whatever cause you're standing for make sure you have your water don't expect these niggas at the protest and the demonstration and the rallies to have that for you okay make sure you come equipped all right and uh make sure you know what you're fighting for because a lot of y'all jumping on a bandwagon, you don't really know what this is about. It's cool to ride away for now. But when shit get real and you need bail money because an officer spit in your face and you fucking punch that nigga mm. in the face and you're in jail, who's going to bail you out? A lot of them niggas in the protest is broke just like you. Okay? Think about that when you're getting fucked up. Tough not.
Uh, what would dad say? Dad would say we are eating each other right now. We have we've lost sight of the ball because we're doing way too much infighting. It's definitely okay to have a difference of opinion. It's definitely okay to bring up a cause that you feel is not getting as much light. Um, I respect it. That's actually what we're all striving for. If there is an injustice, then it needs to be brought to the table. There just needs to be a different form of discourse between everybody um, because we're missing the message a lot. I'm seeing a lot of conversations where both parties have valid points, but the message is being missed and people are dismissing each other solely because both parties want to want to curse each other out instead of really educate and teach each other. Somebody and and we also have to keep in mind having conversations online with people you don't know with someone who is a stranger is a incredibly hard thing to do. Don't be surprised if you don't get through to them once you present all your facts and you think their heart is supposed to change in the three to 30 seconds that they read whatever post that you put. It doesn't work that way. We have to understand that our discourse in terms of seeing change is not going to happen on Twitter. It's not going to happen on Instagram and it's not going to happen on Facebook. Going back and forth with an avatar that's attached to a hundred followers that might be a troll or might be a fake account. Like you're arguing with someone or something that may not even be trying to have a real conversation. And so sometimes you have to go out and do the actual work. And then sometimes you may be into a, a argument with someone who's real on the internet that just has a difference of opinion. And the difference of opinion may lead them into ignorance or saying things that might be hurtful to another protected class. And you want to correct them because you don't want them to be hurting people. Um, and that's 100% okay. And I commend that. We just have to be careful on all sides regarding what our mission is in the moment of correcting said person. Is our mission to bully the bully? Because if that's the mission, then go go for it. Like, say the wildest shit you can say. If the mission is to get this person to understand a little differently, sometimes going all in on them ain't going to get you there. It's not going to get you to the finish line. It's going to actually make the separation and the divide much bigger. So that's what that would say.